0: but due to international copyright laws, it's not. Still, we should run like it is Godzilla! Though it isn't.
1: Episode 43.
0: There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a wall, Brad. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. it to toss it? Good to it Do we love it? Hey, let's make it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware parties of culture spill over. Like a vulture carryover. Counterculture push over. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. The only talent is the band that's singing this. Leftovers. Are, are, Are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's pop coach leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one.
2: Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. And we're the Leftovers. Leftovers. All right. Hey, welcome to our Godzilla Podzilla podcast. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah trademark that bitch yeah all right so it's the godzilla podzilla we're gonna be talking about godzilla gonna talk about some news and stuff like that uh jake is not gonna be with us this week so unfortunately no jake i promised that we were gonna have some gifts uh that uh, a listener sent to us in the mail can't really do it without jake here so once again no gifts yeah no jake
3: free him for god's sake yeah
2: let our jake go yes (laughs) <laughs> but um you know uh ho- Jake says that he will be on the podcast next week for yes. the X-Men Days of Future Past so hopefully he'll be here. We do have um Two people with us today. Both are listeners. One is a listener that Jay and I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. His name is Frank Hammer. Hammer Time. Hammer Time. <laughs> right now I'm going to pause for the yes. for, the, for the Hammer Time music. <laughs> Please do. MC Hammer. So I'll have a little break in there, and we'll play that, and then you can introduce yourself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, whatever works. That's great. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Frank. Uh,
4: thanks, guys. Uh, it's it's real special to be here. Uh, I'm almost going to have to remind myself to talk instead of just listen like I always do. (laughs) but i I would like to assure everyone that the hammer is my penis
3: (laughs) i was wondering a lot of people were writing
2: us about that (laughs) i didn't read any of those emails (laughs) and i've never wondered that so but thanks for bringing it to our attention
4: not a problem
2: (laughs) and we have listener john woods john woods welcome to the show thanks for having me and where are you where are you calling from I'm in uh,
1: northern New Jersey, just outside of the city, and um, I'm happy to be on the Podzilla trademark show, and uh, <laughs> just thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I want you guys to tell all our listeners... Not like they give a shit about any of you. They probably don't. They hardly <laughs> give a shit about me. Uh, or Jay, for yeah. that matter. But, um, you know, I, whatever. We don't do anything that people want on this show anyway. <laughs> half the time. So, um, Frank, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and try to leave your penis out of it this time.
4: <laughs> you know, my wife asks me that all the time. <laughs> um, I, I've been a geek nerd since I was five, six years old. Uh, biggest things I'm into is gaming. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've always watched, you know, movies, cartoons, and that, like Transformers, the movie, uh, cartoon, all that stuff back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the, the thing that is really bringing me into comics is not only listening to the show, But also I started watching The Walking Dead and then right about a year ago I I started buying the old issues.
2: Yeah. yeah. And
4: reading through it and I I saw how different it was but also how awesome stories can be told in a comic. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've been reading those and I've been trying to get into more of DC and Marvel trying to find some older issues that way I could try to catch up on what, you know, real awesome
2: events Mm -hmm. that have happened in the past. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh the old DC is almost like uh the Marvel uh, the uh Star Wars EU now it just doesn't count. Yeah. So Yeah, everything's I, being rebooted. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, Walking Dead, great way to get on on that is to read the compendiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Walking Dead compendiums are fantastic. I mean, it contains the first 48 issues of The Walking Dead, and then Volume 2 is the next 48. So it'll take you all the way up to issue 96, Yeah, which is awesome. It's kind of the best way to go right? with those. So, hey, John, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I'm I'm mostly a movie watcher. I've been watching movies like an obsession since I was a kid. I worked at a video store for 12 years until they disappeared
5: mm-hmm. yeah. one day
1: overnight. And um, I worked actually at a comic book store when I was younger. I haven't read a comic in years. The first comic I've read recently was the Godzilla comic
2: hmm.
1: before watching the film. So I right. can talk about that later on when we get to Godzilla.
2: Okay. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um I promise, listeners – so, hey, yeah, welcome, Frank. Welcome, John. This is pretty awesome. This is something that we don't do typically. No. (laughs) I can
1: say that I like Frank a lot more since he made the uh, Dr. Horrible reference earlier in the podcast.
4: (laughs) Well, I'm just really happy that you're happier about Dr. Horrible than my penis. (laughs) As much as we can talk about your penis, the better. Right. (laughs)
2: I'm checking out of this one until <laughs> yeah yeah until that's until we've gotten it out yeah, of our t- system. <laughs> have you guys got the dick out yet? <laughs> that's I, no, I have no room to talk. All we did last week was talk about Godzilla's cock. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, that's all yeah. we talked about. Yeah, that's but true. I'm like, it yeah, but I'm dong heavy episode. It was a dong heavy episode. <laughs> But I mean, you know, that's something that, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you want to be vain and talk about your own penis, that's fine. But we're talking about important things here. Like, people have always wondered since the dawn of time, does the fucking thing, you know, Ben Grimm, does he have a rock dick? Right. <laughs> these are things, and you know, these are, thi- no, these are hard hitting issues that we're talking about. Yeah. These are not like right. little issues, like Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He's he's riding his board around but he's clearly got a Kendall. Nothing. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just saying. Well, All right. It is a concern, yes. <laughs> Now, um, we I, last week I I, t- I told the army I said you know we'd love to get some more iTunes reviews. If you if you do an iTunes review, you're immediately okay. You're immediately part of the army anyway. Yeah. But this is one way to get yourself uh, into uh, you know higher ranks in the army. The army heard, and we got some, we got some new reviews. I got five new reviews uh, since that. Uh, Let's see here. This first one comes from David Isaac. He's been very vocal on Facebook as of lately, and he says, uh, Tupperware, this one. Great show with some pretty differing views. Like the roundtable-type format? May not always agree with them, but they make valid points for their side of things, and sounds like they have great fun, which makes for a truly entertaining experience. Nice. Uh, let's see here. This one comes. It's uh, titled Great Show, and it's by Sloppy171. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
2: Oh man, that actually sounds like if you if you did a Google search for Sloppy 171, I'd be a little bit worried about what you might pull up. Yeah,
3: that might be gross. It, it
2: might be kind of like the blue waffle. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Ugh. Let's yeah, if you just heard that, don't Google blue waffle. <laughs> yeah. Please, right. don't Google it. We are an adult show, but don't right. do that. And if you don't want to Google blue waffle, then don't Google lemon party either. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, you guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> you, were, you were right. It's a party. I don't have to go to a party, but oh my God.
2: <laughs> All right. So, Sloppy171 says Great take on movies and TV, great core group of hosts, and bring on different people from time to time. So, we did that today, actually. Mm-hmm. So, perfect time to read that one. Uh, Gowlin01 oh, Great show. He says, I actually went to see the crappy Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie, just so I would understand the conversation on last week's episode. Keep up the great work. I don't know how to take that one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, first off, it's like, he says it's a crappy movie, which that's fine. Tons of people did. But he's like, just so I would understand the conversation on last week's episode. Right. Like, we were incoherent or something. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are these guys talking about? I got to see this movie for myself because these motherfuckers are making no sense.
3: <laughs> Spider-Man? What?
2: <laughs> yeah, he was confused about that. Yeah. <laughs> a man that's a spider? What the
3: fuck? Spider-Man,
2: no, why is but he Jewish? Seriously. <laughs> Thank you so much, Galen. That's yes, awesome. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, here we go. Leftovers for life. I love this one. Uh, it's from uh, – this one actually is from Nestor Gibbs who does uh, he's a podcast host for the Boxing Voice and we've talked about him on the show if you're a big fan of boxing check out the Boxing Voice it's T H A Boxing Voice it's a podcast these guys are passionate about boxing they're fantastic so check it out yeah. Uh, he says, uh, he quotes, he goes, with great power comes great responsibility. Wrapped in that power is the leftovers responsibility to keep putting out epic episodes. I listen to a wide range of different podcasts. As far as movie review podcasts, I listen to three, yours included. I've noticed I've slowly taken one out of the three from my personal rotation due to how much I'd rather listen to yours. The main reason I know your show is great is because having never been a Star Wars fan, I have come to enjoy your review and updates of this new Star Wars movie. You guys keep bringing it up. Hmm. So now I'm sure I'll go see it once it is released, just to tie in to your commentary to the movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so Brian, I pulled the Uncle Ben quote because with the power the podcast God's bestowed on you and your crew... It is your responsibility to put out content your fans, listeners, leftover army, loyal subjects ask for. That being said, I want a son of Batman review. Cool. Thanks for all you do. Keep up the good work and stop taking breaks or days off from your public needs and wants. uh, Stop taking breaks or days off. Your public needs and wants new episodes regularly from the from your loyal listeners. Once again, that was from Nestor Gibbs from the Boxing Voice. So man. Awesome, um, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, so Son of Batman review. I mean, with we need to work it in.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean we need to work it in. We'll all watch it, and definitely. then we'll do a review on it. Um, not sure how soon. I mean, we've got X Men coming up. We might even do Maleficent.
3: Yeah, I think we have to. There's a
2: lot of summer movies coming up, but if we can work it in, we definitely need to.
3: I want to see that anyway.
2: So Maleficent, yeah. me too.
3: No, I mean uh, Son of Batman as well. Son of Batman, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. So thanks, Nestor. I appreciate it. This one, uh, next one comes from Shell Z Man. Uh, feels like I'm hanging out with my friends is the title. It says, mm-hmm. uh, Shell says, these guys brighten up my work day. They're down to earth, funny and candid. I listened to their review of Winter Soldier before I saw the movie and didn't feel spoiled. Please keep up the good work. Wow. So, yeah, fantastic. I love hearing. So if you have an iTunes review that you want to give, go on to iTunes and just leave a review for us. It helps us no- get noticed. Uh, helps us move up in the ranks. And it's, it's just awesome. And, and it's just nice hearing from people.
5: Yeah.
3: We have no idea how we're doing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From from one show to the next, we have zero gauge. No.
3: We always question what we're doing yeah. and how it is. Last
2: week, I was like, I don't know how we're doing. I'm just going to bring up Godzilla's cock.
3: Right. And, <laughs> the, and the Amish let's,
2: zombies. Let's throw that out there. And Amish zombies. That was compelling. That was compelling. <laughs> it got people talking. Yeah, it did. You, you still with us, John? Yeah, I'm still with you. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, so, uh, let's go over some listener emails. Yes. Let's do this. Alright, Jake Johnston, who we also went to high school with. Love that guy. He sent in a, uh, he sent in an email, and I I got a kick out of it. He says, this should, <laughs> well I gotta, gotta read this. This week's show is fucking awesome. As I'm mowing at work, I'm laughing my ass off because there's talk about dildo fights, some dick talk, some stuff on horse shit, and to top it all off, Godzilla's nutsack and teabagging. All I could think about was that episode of Tosh.0 where he had a teabag tied around his balls hovering over a big container of water, dipping the teabag in it. Then I had a fucking visual of Godzilla doing the same fucking thing. I was rolling. Anyways, great show. Keep up the good work, guys.
3: <laughs> had to be a really big teabag. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, he about summed it up.
2: Right. That was an
3: episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one.
2: Yeah. Oh, last episode? Oh. It was a blast. Yeah, it was a good time. (laughs) I don't know about this one. These two stiffs I got on the fucking show. (laughs) (laughs) I was just
1: about to say, last week Brian brought up that he wanted a Willow sequel, and so do I, and it was dismissed very quickly, but I would be very happy with a Willow sequel.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And guess who else wants a Willow sequel? Who? You ought to read this tweet. It's from fucking Pete. Oh, Pete? Pete Neen? Pete Neen? He he said, tell Jay to shut the fuck up. (laughs) He did. He said, tell Jay to shut up. I want my Willow sequel.
3: Why is Pete so violent? (laughs) I love Pete.
2: (laughs) I thought for sure you were going to say
1: Warwick Davis wanted it.
2: Oh, uh, that guy! He needs it.
3: No, I mean he he was.
2: He was. Well, he was doing the Harry Potter shit.
3: Did you guys watch him in Indian Abroad, the second season?
2: In what? Uh, The Indian Abroad show
3: with the Ricky Gervais? No, I never even seen it. Check that out.
1: He went out with Carl Pilkington, and it was very
3: funny. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Pete, calm, calm down.
2: Okay, Pete. No, keep bringing that energy and keep sticking up for me, Jay. Come on! How can you not want to see a fucking Willow sequel? Oh, man, I don't know. Mad mod again. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. well, I don't. I forgot. About Why that. do you not want to see? A, I don't get it. it. It didn't. It didn't sit well with me. The, the movie. Yeah. It really? Just, yeah. I, it didn't. I tried. I tried. I owned it on oh, VHS. Man. I had the VHS.
2: I'm just upset that uh, what's the what was the one the one uh, little person's name. The a Bartle b Bartlebach or whatever's his name. What the Bartleby? No. I know,
1: exactly, I know exactly who you're talking about, but I don't remember. We'd his have name. to look
2: that one he, up. Yeah. He he uh he passed away a few years. Oh. And he was one of the best parts in that movie. He was kind of like the, the bad little person yeah. in that movie. Yeah. But uh,
3: I I don't know. I'll try it again. Yeah. I'll try it again. Yeah, I haven't seen it in over I don't years. hate it. i I think that's more for a
1: child Uh, when i was watching willow labyrinth was my favorite movie so it was in the same kind of area of fantasy
2: yeah
3: yeah labyrinth was fun too
2: yeah and like but i think like it carried on for me for like nostalgia reasons Mm -hmm. you know and it's a fun movie i'll
3: give it another shot uh you know there was a lot i liked about it oh
2: if you didn't like it back then jay you're not gonna like it now (laughs) (laughs) what if it's on blu-ray (laughs) <laughs> Brian Burglecutt was the guy's name. cut. Yeah. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. He died a few years ago. The actor that sorry, played cut. I know. It was a rough day for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was 54. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, Pete. I don't hate it, Brian. <laughs>
2: No, you you said no to a Willow sequel, though. That's I, what I took from it. Okay, did I? I didn't mean that. No, no. You own your shit, Jay. You said no to a Willow sequel. Just own it. Okay. Don't, Maybe I had a bad day. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Okay. Um, we got a we got an email from a listener named Drew. He says, "Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that I've become a huge fan of the podcast. I work outside every day, farming in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and wow. started listening to you last summer. And I've appreciated and looked forward to your podcast each week." was a real bummer when you took a break for a while. Anyways, had a question for you. I'm new to comics and was wondering where a good starting point would be in regards to the Marvel universe to gain some insight into all the different storylines. Hope that's not too vague of a question. Looking forward to the Godzilla movie review. Thanks, Drew. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, he wants to get he jump in on some Marvel. Jay, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Marvel Now just started. Yeah. Um, you know, Marvel Now started in October, I believe, uh, maybe a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Started at, uh, when, let's see here, started with Uncanny Avengers and then went from there and they started, uh, not rebooting these characters but Kind of made them more like new reader friendly. Yeah. Uh, and then we get introduced like to characters that have had their own stories and comics in the past, but now they're getting brand new fresh number ones. Yeah. Um, a good way to go back and maybe catch up on some of these would maybe be able, you'd be able to read them digitally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to read them digitally, you know, you can do of course Comixology or you can do the Marvel Unlimited. Um, And a lot of people get pissed off about the whole Marvel Unlimited because, uh, oh, you're not going to your comic book store and you're not buying the comics and stuff like that. Well, I do. I spend over $150 a month on comics, so fuck you. Yeah, you do both. And if I want to read the old stuff digitally, I can do that. Uh, Anything on Marvel Unlimited is basically like stuff that's um, six months – or older Mm -hmm. you can read it so you're always going to be six months behind on that but you can read everything before that that marvel's put out yeah it's a good service or you can start getting stuff on comiXology or you can buy these in trades so you can get like the first trade of uncanny avengers or superior spider-man or any of these um i mean that's that's probably your best bet and even with marvel now being out for almost two years now about a year and a half they're still having point one issues. Yeah. So it'll be like you know issue twenty point one, and that point one that means that this is a great starting on point. Right. I, mean, I know like Thor got a thunder just had a point one issue. Um. I mean you can start now. I mean Black Widow just came out with number one a few weeks ago, uh, maybe a month or two ago, and then you know Moon Knight he's got his own book out, and uh, Amazing Spider Man just came back. Yeah. Yeah. Last month in april so i mean there's a lot of books that you can get started on electra just got a new book and i hear it's actually really fucking good
3: i saw some uh pictures of that it looked
2: awesome yeah yeah i was blown away so i mean marvel right now what you need to look into is the marvel now initiative
3: yeah yeah
2: and then of course go back definitely read some of like the old books like gotta read infinity gauntlet
3: yeah um Chris Claremont X Men. Yeah,
2: uh, yes. Chris Claremont <clears throat> X Men. You know, Days of Future Past. Yep. I mean, have a good time with that. Some of these big stories, these big events. You know, uh, Secret Wars, early Fantastic Four, yeah. um, Spider Man,
3: especially you know the early stuff. But you know, then like the Venom series. Right. That's Definitely cool
2: go back and read Mark Wade's run on Daredevil. Yeah. It started back, and I think in like 2010 2011 fantastic so. it's
3: kind of the defining daredevil yeah
2: oh and read matt fractions hawkeye yeah. it's my favorite marvel book right at right now
3: yeah and you can start pretty good on that yeah. already with trade
2: yeah so. absolutely jason aaron's run on thor has been the best run on thor i've ever read
3: <laughs> yep never right. cared about thor until jason aaron
2: yeah never really cared right oh yeah loki agent of asgard's come out that's pretty good book too. yeah i want to check that out yeah. so i hope that answers your question drew uh we also got a email from Jared and Emily Gafford. I think it's Jared, but I don't think Emily's really in on this. Really? I think it's just Jared. <laughs> it's just Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Emily cares about her show.
5: So. <laughs> he went to Jared. <laughs>
2: Did Emily go to Jared? <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh or maybe they asked it together. Maybe they maybe at the same time. They, they discussed this, this. They discussed this. They sat down as a couple. Honey. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, honey, let's before we write in, let's right. discuss this. Okay.
4: She sat on the
3: lap. They looked lovingly at the laptop. One put yeah. their hand on the keys and then yeah. the other placed their hand right. on the it. Right. Right. Right I'd like to think so, yeah. but that probably didn't happen.
2: There was some like soft lights. Yeah. Some mood music. Really romantic. Really romantic. Mm. Lasagna. Some Kenny G playing. Oh yeah. Michael McDonald. No, not lasagna. You don't want anything heavy.
3: Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean seriously, because
2: you know, after you send an email to Pop Culture Leftovers, you're gonna get it on. Right. You gonna well yeah, one
3: would hope. This is
4: some good shit. I need to get something to
3: write this down.
2: <laughs> These are the ways but to I'm succeed. Thinking, I'm thinking i <laughs> I'm thinking some like aphrodisiac type shit. Okay. Like some something to get them really chocolate
3: and strawberries.
2: Chocolate strawberries, some oysters. Yeah. Yeah. They could feed each other the oysters. Right.
4: I'd have to close my eyes. Those things creep me right
2: the fuck out. Yeah, it's like eating a blue waffle. And the guy reaches for the <laughs> uh, keyboard and she's <laughs> yeah, like, wait. Sorry, John.
1: <laughs> 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 Flashbacks. <laughs>
2: Throughout the show, I might just drop a Blue Waffle just to get John's reaction. <laughs> just watched it again. <laughs> all right, guys. So we all watched Godzilla, Blue Waffle. And I'm th- that's how it's going to go for the rest of the show. I'll be Mr. Subliminal. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I was talking about Jared and Emily here. They, yes. they wrote in. They said, so I had a couple questions for you guys. Sorry if the message is a bit long. He says, with the first image of Batfleck being released, what did you guys think of the Frank Miller Dark Knight look? I personally like it a lot and would love to see Batman versus Superman follow more of the Dark Knight Returns storyline. We know that Affleck's Batman is going to be an older Batman, which fits right into that story. What do you guys think? Let's answer this when we talk about that later on in the news section. Yeah. So don't worry, Jared. We're going to get to our thoughts on the Batfleck uh, Batman suit. Uh, let's see here. And, uh, as you guys probably know, DC started a couple weekly comic issues recently with Batman Eternal and Future's End. Was wondering what you guys were reading right now, and if you've checked those out. It's not, I, if not, I de- definitely recommend Batman Eternal. I'd give it a solid taste it so far, and we're only five issues in. It's been very, pa- uh, fast-paced and full of action. Loving it. Cameron. No, that's not. Okay, that's from Jared. Oh, sorry. Cameron's the next email. <laughs> she had nothing to do with Whatever. this. No, so, yeah.
4: like, who the fuck is Cameron?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Jared's going to sit her down. Who's Cameron? <laughs> Did she email with us? <laughs> Cameron's been the one eating the strawberries, huh? So, no, um... Batman Eternal. that's it's I think it's a digital comic. It's released digitally first, okay, and then they put it into an issue. I haven't read it. I think it's Scott Snyder and James Tinney and the fourth working on that book. I haven't read it yet. Hmm. I'm guilty. Um, I need to be reading it because I'm loving the Scott Snyder run.
3: Yeah, I'm still trying to finish that, so that's where I'm at with the whole Batman right. series, unfortunately. But I definitely want to check that out. I've it's heard gotten, a lot of good things. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's getting great reviews from, uh, so, unfortunately, that's something I'll have to check out, Batman Eternal. But I think it is getting released digitally first, like, uh, weekly, yeah. and then they put it together actually in a book, and then, and then distribute okay. it that way. So.
3: Well, you know, man, he's, <laughs> he's been one of the, the, defining writers of batman in a long time like, oh yeah one of the ones i can be like you've got to check out his series when people are like what should i read with yeah. Batman?" check out scott snyder for sure yeah
2: absolutely and it's part of the new 52 which is like the direction they're going now so. yeah it's probably one of the only good things out of the new 52 exactly
3: right yeah unfortunately
2: all right so and i know a lot of people probably take offense to that but i mean it's not like i'm not getting any books that i don't like out of new 52 i just don't think it's as fun as it used to be no. i think it's a little darker you know,
3: I still give it a chance. I'm still going to keep buying their stuff when yeah. I can.
2: Oh, yeah. All right. So Cameron, uh, we've read his emails, I think, the last uh, two, three weeks. Cameron writes back in. Remember, he's our listener from Georgia. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, remember he said we didn't get his essence? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had the short first email and then right. we got
3: to know him a little bit better the yeah. second time. It's yeah. kind of
4: like Marilyn Manson on The Talking Dead. Yeah. Like, he didn't understand me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh god, wasn't that like hard to watch?
4: It was horrible.
2: It was like a train whack. Train. It was like a twain whack. Twain whack. <laughs> it was like a twain whack. <laughs> Feel like cindy brady trying to talk no it was like a train wreck or or like accidentally clicking on a blue waffle link right You, you, you couldn't look away so
4: his favorite character was the governor yeah
2: But Cameron writes in, he says, guys, in reference to your hard-hitting, highly important questions you asked me last week about Zombie Dong and the Amish in in Georgia, I have some response. Now, although The Walking Dead is filmed here, I have unfortunately never seen a naked zombie. I can only assume that realistically, if there was a naked zombie, male, wandering around in The Walking Dead, and the the old adage, if you don't use it, you lose it, would probably apply. (laughs) That thing would just rot off. That thing would just rot and fall off after a while. Given that this is thinking as realistically as possible, any naked male walkers around Andrea in season one or two wouldn't be losing their dong if you catch my drift. (laughs) 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 But wouldn't there also be like a field of dicks somewhere? (laughs)
4: I mean, if you got a herd of the like a thousand dicks. zombies, right. I mean, it'd be like in a parade. Horses shit. You're going to walk through it. You'd see some somewhere. Yeah.
2: There'd probably be flies on it. Too. Andrea
4: probably took them.
2: <laughs> oh, remember how, uh, how, uh, Daryl made the ear necklace. Maybe she <laughs> had a go. dick necklace. <laughs>
4: One for every day of the week.
2: The cutscenes They didn't make it. There's right. no
4: more calendars. She can have 20 days in a week.
2: <laughs> you know, I would like to go on to Etsy and buy Andrea's dick necklace. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> New idea.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna see it on Etsy now. We can put our name on that, right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> right. And I just I just had this thought in my head if Daryl ever gets a car, he's gonna have a pair of nuts hanging from the rear view mirror instead of dice.
2: Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Johnny's still with us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was uh, just checking out this blue waffle. A bit
2: <laughs> again? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm just barfing again.
1: <laughs> I I'm just I... making sure that no one I know ever gets this ever.
2: Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's awful, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I'm getting I'm
1: away from it. No more.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I want to call this the Godzilla Podzilla or the blue waffle. <laughs> 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 we might have to change the title. We can the do shuttle. that. <laughs> <The> <laughs> blue waffle. <laughs>
3: We could probably do that in Japanese writing or something. Oh geez. you know yeah. blue
2: waffle. Nobody'll know. No. <laughs> we'll have like the guy God- we'll have Godzilla. Right. And then kind of a blue waffle in the corner. Yeah. Just in small. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel, Godzilla versus the blue waffle.
2: Oh, I'm taking blue waffle. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting my money on blue waffle. <laughs> I certainly
1: uh, want to cuddle with Godzilla first. Oh uh,
2: gosh. Ooh. Now the okay, Cameron, back to Cameron. <laughs> Cameron goes on to say, Now the only experience I have with Amish here and our uh with Amish here an hour north of Atlanta are people who have jumped on the Duck Dynasty beard train. Mm. Now I I have a full beard, which I keep groomed at various lengths depending on the season. But I see these young guys who can't grow a mustache that have full Grizzly Adam beards but no mustache and I refer to them as Amish. (laughs) Mainly this is younger guys trying to board the beard train but aren't able to grow the mustache to match. My younger sister's boyfriend comes to mind. In my opinion, a beard with a weak mustache is better than a beard with no mustache. For the listeners out there, grow those mustaches, men. Grow them out. <laughs> it's like a more you know NBC right. commercial. I can Man. see I can see like the star going across the screen the screen. For listeners out there, grow those mustaches, yeah. men. Grow them out.
0: I did I did
2: I was questioning myself. I was like yeah. he's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> He says, looking forward to a naked Amish walker on season five of The Walking Dead. Keep up the good work, guys. Looking forward to the next episode. Damn. Damn, Cameron. I love Cameron's emails. It's crazy. He he wrote all that. It's crazy. (laughs) I usually, I'll I'll be honest, like when I get a Cameron email and like I know I'm busy. You got to sit down. No, like if I'm busy, like I was in training last week. So Mm -hmm. it's like I saw the email come in. It's like, oh, I can't read this right now. I, I have to have time to like sit down and read this. Yeah. Cause they're long winded.
5: Yeah, <laughs>
2: not nah, fucking with you, Cameron. No, I enjoy reading. Ex- I, re- I enjoy reading his emails. And yeah, if I didn't enjoy him, would I fucking read him on the show, Jay? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. That was awesome. I wouldn't read him on the show if I didn't enjoy him.
3: Dude took the time. Yeah. to write all that. Right. That's awesome.
2: Somebody sat down and wrote that. Yeah. Thank right. you. I'll send it to these jagoffs. They're gonna read it on the show. <laughs> yeah, and we did. Yeah, we're suckers. Yep. <laughs> all right. This last one is serious, though. Um, this last one it's from a uh, listener, Joshua Shiel. And, uh, he says, Hey guys, loving this three hour long podcast, more pop culture leftovers is always the best. I have a request for you. Uh, so my baby brother, Gabe had a seizure and almost drowned in the bathtub on Tuesday. He was airlifted out of my town and has been hospitalized in the ICU since then. He is on life support and doesn't exactly look the best. Gabe loves Batman and comic books more than any kid I've ever met. He used to wear a Batman shirt every day. And refused to take it off. We would watch Batman: Brave and the Bold season by season on car trips. Um, and he said he goes on to say one of the friends of the family created this page, which has more information. Uh, it's a GoFundMe page. So if you have a pen and paper, um, you know definitely write down this address. It's uh, www.gofundme.com forward slash nine seven lowercase f 650 uh he says goes on to say essentially we need a miracle for him to come back to us i was hoping on your next episode at some point you could just ask the army to pray or think good thoughts for my brother we just need a miracle he's only 5 and it's a huge tragedy um he says sorry for all the spelling mistakes i'm sending this from the hospital on my cell phone So I followed up with Joshua. He sent that to me earlier in the week. And so I followed up with him last night. I was thinking about this and uh, sent him a message. He he responded really quickly. He says, hey, so I've essentially been living at the hospital. I've caught up on all the podcasts and nearly all of my TV shows. My brother is doing, and he puts in quotes, better. Mm -hmm. He is still in a coma and hasn't woken up yet. He can't breathe on his own. But today we were told his heart rate went up and... When we walked into the room and tried talking to him, uh, his heart rate went up when we went into the room and tried talking to him. Hmm. So we think he can hear us. Um, Right now I'm trying to get together an audio track of Batman talking to him. Oh, wow. I think he would like it. Also, the amount of support that has been thrown our way is ridiculous. Gonzaga, the university I go to, has given my family an apartment to stay in. And our GoFundMe page has crossed $17,000 to nice. help pay for medical expenses. Awesome. Um, and then, uh, Joshua got a hold of me this morning and said that, you know, things have kind of taken a little turn for the worse. Hmm. Um, you know, so they're not out of the, they're not out of the woods yet. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm asking the Army, you maybe to go to that page, um, and, uh, uh, help out if they can, if they can, or, or just, I don't know, leave some good words or something or just if you, if you can't give money or donate or anything like that just um uh, you know think good thoughts or or pray if that's your thing. I yeah. mean um they definitely need it in this time. So um I think that would be awesome. You could also talk to Joshua um if you want to. He he started a Reddit subgroup for pop culture leftovers. So we're on Reddit now, and that's all thanks to Joshua. I give him total credit. He made me a moderator on on a pop culture leftovers Reddit page.
3: Yeah, I saw that. That which was is awesome. great. Yeah.
2: Um. So Joshua, we're here for you, and um, you know, I, after I decided to come back to the show, uh, Joshua was one of the listeners that gave me some encouraging words. Like yeah. this is before any of this happened. Like Joshua was one of the people. Like, hey man, I'm glad you're coming back. I'm definitely going to be listening and he gave me some encouraging words and so he's been there for me and so like i i can't do a lot but I'm, I'll, I'll definitely bring this up on the podcast because this is i just want you to think like if it was you going through this what if this is like your family member you would want any type of support you would yeah. want to reach out to anyone that would be willing to either pray or donate or whatever and so um this is important to me and i know it's 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 some he's part of the Army, and I know it's important, very important to him. it's his baby brother, so you know just uh send him some good words, maybe go on to the reddit page and 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 you know give Joshua your support, let him know you're praying or, or whatever you can do but um yeah, this is definitely definitely uh, a sad time time for them and i I know the family's got to be definitely worried about this
3: yeah yeah i can uh I can totally relate to you man and uh you know I have an older brother that that's had seizures uh, a lot when we were growing up and uh A lot of scary instances where he could have been killed because of it, and uh, so I feel for you, man. I I understand what you're going through, and uh, uh, we're definitely going to be thinking thinking of you and uh,
2: hoping the best. You know, absolutely, Joshua. I hope you always listen to the show, and we're here for you. If you ever just want to just shoot me a message and talk about it, hell, I'll I'll even give you my phone number. We can talk on the phone, dude. So I mean. Um, but, uh, we're here for you and let us know if there's anything we can do to get the word out there for you. I'll, I'll post links to the GoFundMe on our Facebook. I'll post it on Twitter. Hell, I'll post it anywhere I can. Uh, I'll post it on some forums I'm on. So you just let me know what I can do and I'll be happy to help out. And thanks for listening. And it's just good to know that we have some awesome listeners out there. And like when they're going through something, you know, we can do our best to try to help them out. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll be praying for you.
3: Yeah, let's let's you we're going to
2: link that or did you already link that? Not yet. I okay. wanted to put the episode out and then we'll link it. Okay. Um, yeah, but, let's uh, link it and um
3: yeah, if he needs somebody to talk to, any of us are here. So yeah,
2: absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Um we're going to take a break and um uh we'll be right back. Cool. All right, hey, we're back. Um, it's kind of unfortunate, though. Uh, we recorded, I think, a, nearly an hour of content, if not more, and we lost everything. Golden, so, yeah, fantastic. We <laughs> talked about the bat suit, talked about the interstellar trailer, had some dirty jokes in there. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, we did. We, you guys won't get to hear any of it, unfortunately. But uh, after we talk, we're going to actually talk about. We need a palate cleanser because we talked about Batman for so long. You know, we rated the Bat suit, we rated the Batmobile, and you guys won't be able to hear our thoughts on that right now. But hopefully, at the end of the podcast, we'll re-record that and yeah. throw it back in there and talk about it. But God, that sucks. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. disheartening. It is. It's very disheartening. So um, what we're going to do instead is we're going to talk about Godzilla. Um, yes. And uh from there, what we're going to do is uh hopefully we won't lose this recording because. I I'm about to end it at the half hour mark if we do. <laughs> we're going to get a half hour of content this week. Just <laughs> Brian, hour show. Yeah, half hour show <laughs> me reading emails and that's about it, dude. Yeah. Cuz god that just kicked me in the junk. Yeah, it sucked. So, we're going to talk about Godzilla uh, before we jump into Godzilla, though, um, I want to bring up Mike Nelson, Kevin Murphy, and Bill Corbett, the guys be- behind uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and mm-hmm. Riff Tracks. Yes. They are wanting to riff on Godzilla in theaters nationwide, and you can help make it happen. Uh, not the new Godzilla, but the 1998 Matthew Broderick film. Excellent. <laughs> They've started a Kickstarter to raise enough money to get the rights to riff on this movie. Now, last year they did a Kickstarter so they could make fun of the Twilight film, uh, but they didn't raise enough, but they were able to get Starship Troopers. And I went to this and saw it, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was hilarious. Um, the rights to make a movie such as uh, – to riff a movie such as Godzilla is going to cost them even more than the rights to Starship Troopers. So to afford it, they need your help. So go to Kickstarter and just search Riff Tracks, which is R-I-F-F-T-R-A-X. Do a kid just do a Kickstarter search, and you can riff tracks. Uh, hopefully, they'll be able to riff on Godzilla. They had hundred thousand dollar goal. They're at about one hundred forty six thousand. Oh, oh, they've got twenty four days left. So nice. Hopefully, we'll be able to see this happen. They've <laughs> right. got some really cool rewards that you can get if you want to back that. Fucking love that shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if you ever want to go to like one of the riff track screenings, you just need to go to Phantom Events. No, Fathom. Fathom. Fathom Events, F A T H O M, fathomevents.com. and you can see if they're having a theater play it in your area. And I highly suggest it. They got one coming up in July. Can't remember what the movie is, but it looks I, it looks hilarious. Every time I've gone, I've had a great time. Yeah. Uh, if you saw the movie Godzilla and you can't get enough of the King of the Monsters, then you're in luck. In August, IDW. Comic book publisher, comic book publisher IDW. (laughs) They have a new Godzilla miniseries coming out from Colin Bunn. I just spit (laughs) (laughs) on the keyboard. Damn it! Yeah, I need to just got a new keyboard. (laughs) I know. I need to bring this up to everybody. And I just hit a button on here. I have no idea.
3: Nonsensical crap. That's about right. Yeah. That's
5: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, the name of this episode should be "The Fuck." <laughs> so, um, where was I? Yeah, I should tell everybody. I had to buy a new computer. Yeah. Because I uh, spilled orange soda. On my last computer. Yeah. Lost everything. Yeah. Had to put everything back onto this computer. Lost all my Godzilla notes. All the cool shit. All the cool shit. We even lost an hour of content. Yes. Um, but we are not going to lose this. I'm going to make sure of it. Fuck orange soda. Fuck orange soda. <laughs> Fuck you, Sunkissed. <laughs> Any other soda would have been fine. I know. <laughs> Got Royal Crown. It would have washed oh, right
3: off. Crotch. Yeah. <laughs> it's so creamy Whoa. <laughs> gross royal
2: crown that's what my grandparents drink they still drink rc they believe in it like
3: <laughs> <laughs> brian what the fuck are you drinking pepsi
4: <laughs> it's too mainstream
2: <laughs> i don't know what their deal is with royal crown they like they like their rc trusted IDW has a new Godzilla miniseries. It's coming out from uh, comic book writer Colin Bunn. He's the author of The Sixth Gun. Yes. And also Helheim and uh, art by David Wachter. It's called Godzilla uh, Cataclysm. Uh, Here's the official synopsis of the comic book. Uh, last scene in the monster apocalypse, Godzilla has all but abandoned humanity. In the ashes of a nightmarish future, an elder tribe leader, Hiroshi, is haunted by the monsters of a past that nearly wiped out mankind. As danger begins to escalate for his tribe... The memories of the past may well be the key to saving the future. And Colin Bunn said, I've always wanted to write a Godzilla story for as long as I can remember. Before I even started kindergarten, I drew a book titled Attack of the Monsters, which featured Godzilla, along with other monsters terrorizing the world. The story started with Godzilla erupting from an iceberg and ended when the military dropped a massive sword on his head. <laughs> I like to think that my storytelling sensibilities have matured since those days, but the desire to write a Godzilla story has remained with me. So cool. that's awesome. I love Colin Bunn. Yeah. He's so damn good. He, he wrote Fearless Defenders. Yes. Which I thought was going to be a shit book, and it turned out to be a really good book by Marvel. So definitely check it out. It's called Godzilla Cataclysm and it I think it when did it come? I think it comes out in September. No, August. Okay. Alright, now let's talk about the movie. All right, we're going to talk about Godzilla that was just released in theaters. The film is a co-production of Legendary Pictures and Warner Brothers Pictures. The film is the final film production of Legendary Pictures, whose partnership with Warner Brothers, since the two companies started to work together back in Batman Begins, now Legendary is working with Universal Pictures so I think the first movie they're going to do is, like, a Dracula movie. Really? So, yeah, Legendary is going to be able to work with all, like, you know, Universal owns all those classic horror monsters. Yeah. They're going to be able to work with that studio. Cool. And there's rumor of a Namor movie. It's mm-hmm. all rumor. Yeah. But, uh, Legendary might have their hand on Namor the Atlantean, so that'll be interesting, possibly.
5: Yeah.
2: Uh, Godzilla is directed by Gareth Edwards. Uh, we know him from Monster, mm-hmm. which is a low budget. So I think it's like a $400,000 movie. You can watch it on Netflix. Director Gareth Edwards described Godzilla as an anti-hero, quoting, uh, Godzilla is definitely a representation of the wrath of nature. The theme is man versus nature, and Godzilla is certainly the nature side of it. You can't win that fight. Nature's always going to win, and that's what the subtext of our movie is about. He's the punishment we deserve. Screenplay is by Max Bornstein. The story was by Dave Callahan. It stars Aaron Taylor Johnson. We know him from Kick-Ass. He's also going to be Quicksilver in the new Age of Ultron, The Avengers 2. He He stars as Ford Brody. Joseph Gordon Levitt, Henry Cavill, Scoot McNary, and Caleb Landry Jones were considered for the role of Lieutenant Brody. Okay. There's apparently, what I learned from that is that there is an actor out there named Scoot McNary.
3: (laughs) Hey, Scoot. Hey, Scooter.
2: (laughs) His name is Scoot McNary.
3: Yeah.
2: That sounds like a character. Yeah, yeah. Who is that guy? I don't know. Sounds pretty awesome. That what I learned, there's, a, there's an actor out there named Scoot McNair. Uh, John, do you know who the fuck Scoot McNair no, is? No,
1: I'd like to see his birth certificate on this one.
2: <laughs> Friends with Wally and the Beave. Yeah, he's the next door neighbor.
4: Scoot. Scoot. <laughs> he's such a scamp.
2: <laughs> CJ Adams is Young Ford. Okay. Well, I don't <laughs> yeah, Young Ford. Ken Watanabe is Dr. Ichiro Sirizawa. Brian Cranston as Joe Brody. According to Brian Cranston, Gareth Edwards has inspired, uh, was inspired by the shark film Jaws, yeah. the original in nineteen seventy-five, and that film in that the film does not immediately show the beast, but rather build up to its appearance while still delivering an eerie and terrifying off-screen presence. Elizabeth Olsen is L. Brody. Carson Bold is Sam Brody. Sally Hawkins starred as Vivian Graham uh Juliet uh Sandra Brody uh David Strathairn was Admiral William Stens which we all remember him as the leader from the Alpha's TV show on Sci-Fi. Yes, and uh I love that actor. Yeah, he was great. Richard T Jones as Captain Russell Hampton and Victor Rasic as Sergeant Trey Morales. He was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he? every like every line they gave him was like cheesy yeah. yeah like he was just like the classic military hey bro yeah well, he's like you know like uh all right let's get the job done and he'd be like you know you, yeah let's let's do that he'd have some like weird military kind of like line after everything that was sad
4: yeah i guess we're monster hunters now yeah <laughs> yeah i guess we're monster hunters now yeah, yeah bro <laughs> like that yeah bro <laughs>
2: Very stale. Um Patrick Sambangui is Lieutenant Commander Marcus Waltz. Uh and although he didn't star in the movie Andy Circus, he did provide consulting work on the film's motion capture sequences. Oh, cool. In order to control the souls of the creatures. Uh the budget for the movie was 160 million and it had a runtime of 123 minutes. Let's go over the synopsis. Uh, in summer 2014, the world's most revered monsters, reborn as Warner Brothers, pictures and legendary pictures, unleash the epic action-adventure Godzilla. From visionary new director Gareth Edwards comes a powerful story of human courage and reconciliation in the face of titanic forces of nature, when the awe-inspiring Godzilla rises to restore balance as humanity stands defenseless. So, without further ado... Uh, it's now time for Pop Culture Leftovers' review of Godzilla. Should I play it? Yeah, play it. Really? Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me pull this fucking thing up. <laughs> Are you ready?
3: I fucking love it.
2: Yeah, since I rebooted the computer, i got to pull up the soundboard again since I fucking didn't do that. <laughs> so the British guy's coming back? No, no, that's the ratings, motherfucker. <laughs> I already sent him on the plane back home.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, what? don't we have to play that again because we haven't played it this episode now?
2: yeah we have no 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 listen i remember we took a break i actually got that yeah we got that okay. part we got that okay. part we didn't okay, cool. we didn't get the uh our batman stuff so all right so yeah you guys know the rating system so it's now uh time for our review our pop culture leftovers movie review of godzilla
5: movie review
0: movie review That he does.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the review is going to be full, chock full of spoilers. Yes. Chock full. We're
3: going to spoil the shit out of this.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, then you don't want to listen to the podcast because we are going to spoil it. Uh, But... We're also going to rate this one. So, hey Frank, how's our rating system go there, Chief? <laughs> <laughs> Since you're the expert, right. I, I already, I already, I already sent uh, Clive back on the flight back home to England. Yeah, gotcha. he'll be back next week, but he's gone. I can't bring him back now. Ten he four. got he. he Caught his taxi. He's on his way back to the airport. He's eating crumpets. So Yeah, he's eating crumpets and all that other shit. Why do you got to stereotype British people? (laughs) Seriously, that's some bullshit, dude. They they don't all eat crumpets.
4: They've got tea time. Whatever.
2: You know what? You know, America, America, we rip everything off the British people. We do. We do. We do. The Office started over there. The TV show The Office started over there. We ripped that off of them. And you know what? We did it worse. Theirs was better. Yeah. You know? Was Lorena Bobbitt British? Being Human, we ripped that off of them. I've heard that the Br- British version's better. Generally the case. House of Cards. When, when are we going to rip off Orphan Black? I hear that's a good show. Yeah. We're going to rip that off, too? Probably. Probably, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So how's our rating system go, Frank? How, all right, you've had about two hours to think about it. Yeah, I
4: know. I, I, I keep mulling it over. Hopefully Jesus I can Christ, keep this it is not like, like,
2: like seriously. Like if it's an easy, if you listen to the show all the time. This is, should be like the easiest thing. to <laughs> It say.
4: is. It is. I got it now. I got it. So now. if you yeah.
2: don't like it, what do you do? You toss it. Okay. If you like it. it, it
0: <laughs> you You taste it. You taste it.
2: You taste it. all right taste that shit. If you love it, what's 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 rating does it, everywhere. it get? It's Tupperware. All right. <laughs> Gosh,
0: for
3: everybody out there, that's how it works.
2: Feel like I'm working with Rain Man over here.
3: <laughs> definitely,
4: definitely. Yeah, go watch
2: People's Court. Let the big people talk about Godzilla.
4: Count some sticks.
2: <laughs> Um, let's see here. So uh, let's rate this one. Um, I let's do this in the, in this order. Let's go, John, Frank, Jay, and then myself. Okay. All right, John, it's your turn to rate. You know how the rating system works. I'm not even going to insult ya. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> that's reserved for me. <laughs> oh yeah, it, that's all well, you.
1: Sorry. Um, the I went and saw Godzilla. I read the prequel comic beforehand, and that definitely hurt the <laughs> film for me. Because the first 40 minutes of the film is a mystery that Brian Cranston is trying to get to the bottom of. I had all the answers. I knew that whole story already.
2: Mm.
1: So once he was – oh, yeah. We're spoiling this, right?
2: Yeah, we're spoiling this. At, Shut at the
1: 40-minute mark, you get the first actual monster attack, the the Mutos, and Brian Cranston's death. Now, that whole up to that point, I knew everything that was happening. So none of the – I didn't have to figure out any of the mystery because of the comic book. I think that hurt the experience for me. Because then after that, we follow Aaron Tyler Johnson for quite a while, and that middle half of the movie really dragged for me. It it, it got dull whenever the uh, MUTOs were not on the screen. And then, of course, I think we're all going to agree that the final battle was just amazing. But given that I knew the beginning, I didn't. the mystery was ruined because of the comic book, the middle dragged, and the ending was fantastic, I have to go with a taste it where I thought I would definitely be giving this a Tupperware.
2: All right. So we got a taste it. All right. Did you have any – did you want to elaborate on anything else or do you just want to do, wait for that when we dive into spoilers and, and the story?
1: Well, you, Brian, you said you read some of the comic. Did, what did you read?
2: I, you know what? I was uh, I, I, I was up in training this week for my new job. I probably read like the first 20 pages and I was going to get back to it. I'll, I'll get into that as we go on. OK. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because it gives you – it spells out the whole the whole story. So none of it's really – Brian Krantz is trying to get to the bottom of it. What they are, where they came from, all of that is just spelled out in the comic book. It didn't feel as much as a prequel comic book as it felt like the first 40 minutes of the movie.
2: Wow. You know, and that's the thing. It's like they said that this book is not going to be something like that's going to, that you have to watch in order to uh, enhance your enjoyment of the film. Um, I
1: would say actively avoid it.
2: Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That sucks. Um,
4: Frank. Uh, that does suck because I purchased the comic on com- or no not, not Comicsology on uh, iBooks mm-hmm. and uh, had not read it yet. So when I watched it last night, um, I was going in fresh, and I-, I can see absolutely John's point about how um, having that mystery be gone uh, it eliminates some of the tension because they don't. Make it obvious that it's outright Godzilla because as we all know who've seen it, it's not. The noises that they're capturing are the, uh, the, the two Mutos communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I, this movie for me was two hours of foreplay. Uh, it, it nearly gave me blue balls because every <laughs> time the monsters were on the screen, it was a tease as soon as you get a real good shot of Godzilla, because I mean, they did a good job of setting up the suspense. You could see his, uh, skills or fins, whatever, uh, you know, you know, going through the water. Uh, they did a lot of good effects with buildings falling down, creating dust clouds, hiding him. So when you saw him, you could really get a good grasp of his enormity. Uh, it had a bit of a gravity to it instead of just, here's the monster. Um, uh, but every time it would it would they would start to battle it would cut away and it would always cut away to the military guys running whether they were running to something running from something trying to get something done it, it seemed like it was repeated every single time uh so the the parts that you could see were fantastic they were great there was just not enough of them uh so I, I keep waffling back and forth between the, the two ratings. No, uh, give the rating, just give your honest rating. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say a strong taste it. Okay. I, I'd love to Tupperware this thing because they did the monster right. Uh, his fins or scales or what have you glowed before he had his atomic blast. Uh, I've heard people complaining about his, him appearing to look fat and I think that's complete and utter bullshit.
2: If you think about it... A lot of... It's Japanese. A lot of Japanese people are complaining that he's like a fat Godzilla. Yeah.
4: I think the reason for that... He did have
2: cankles, though. Come on.
4: (laughs) No. No. Come on. Come on. Maybe got back.
2: (laughs) Listen. when No. When there's that scene at the airport and they first show his foot, step down, I saw cankles. (laughs) I am going to... That
1: that foot was amazing. (laughs) Like it looked like it had weight to it. It didn't look like a CG character. It did look
5: like,
3: but it was Cankles. It was total ankle cankle.
4: (laughs) I think because you know, uh, in a lot of like JRPGs, the characters have big heads, and in the older Godzilla movies, it was a guy in a suit who had to wear a helmet or whatever. So I mean, the head's going to be bigger in proportion to the rest of his body. In this, I really felt like if you look at it, like a whole shot of him his head is proportionate for how big his body is, and if you were to put a head on him equally as large as what we've seen, it would have looked completely ridiculous. Right. So, I mean, they did the monster right, which was my main thing going in after they butchered this in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, I even rented that a couple of days ago to see if I could try to get anything out of it, and I stopped watching and did laundry. It sucked.
3: (laughs) That's how much you liked it. Yeah.
4: So... (laughs) I mean, I was really, really happy that I got the monster right. Uh, the battles between the Mutos uh, were good. And I don't know if anybody else caught it. I mean, you probably did because it was right there center of the screen. When, uh, Brian Cranston and his, uh, son, uh, went into their old home, there was a thing, and it said Mothra. Mm -hmm. It was like a little cage. It looked like it had something hanging from it. So, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's,
2: it's the scene where Ford and his dad, they go back to their original family home in Japan. While they're looking through the aged room, there's an animal habitat, and it's seen, and one can, you can clearly make out the word Mothra written on the bottom left. It's referring to Mothra versus Godzilla, the movie from 1964, where he takes on like a similar-looking winged creature Mm -hmm. in Mothra. So, yeah, that was very cool, kind of an Easter egg for for fans of the the original films. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to throw this in for Jake
4: because I know he would say something about it. (laughs) As they're leaving the city where the nuclear power plant was at in the helicopter, you can see a uh, coke, Billboard still standing and it says Coke in Japanese. Right. You can see the symbol. So I, I can hear him already bitching about it saying, Oh, there's too much publicity.
0: Product there's product placement all over the place. Here. You can see who wants a Coke.
4: Godzilla wants a Coke. They should have just made him like a polar bear at the end.
3: He would
2: fucking say that.
3: <laughs> all right on. Jay, alright. What's, what's your rating, chief? Um, uh, this was my most anticipated movie so far this year. Um, I, ever since I saw the first image of this with, like, kind of the Godzilla in the cityscape, you know, where they kind of built him out of buildings and destruction, you know, you kind of saw this weird image of Godzilla. Um, that, that to me, like, sparked my interest, and because Gareth Edwards was doing this, and that Monsters was so good, and kind of the very subtle use of creatures, you know that to me was intriguing. Right. Um, we saw Pacific Rim, which was very in your face, and I liked that a lot. Right. Uh, but for this one, I wanted something a little more. I I wanted a little more depth to it, um, and I got that. Uh, everything I wanted, I got visually. Mm-hmm. I definitely got it visually. Like visually, this movie was. Phenomenal! I gotta give kudos to the photography team and everybody involved with like the imagery of this. Uh, I loved it. I loved the uh, the action scenes. Uh, I loved the CGI. I loved the monsters, um, and I thought that they brought more to the movie than the human actors. And I guess that's my big my biggest drawback of this film was the human actors. Um, you know, you're meant to believe that Brian mm-hmm. Cranston is going to play this major role in this film through the trailers. Um, but at the same time, you know, knowing that and being disappointed that he does die off very early in the film, um, and really wanting to, after seeing it like immediately, my, my immediate react, reaction was, damn it, I wish I would have seen more of his character in this film. I want to explore more of that story. Instead, they kind of skipped past that and went, went directly to his son, but at the same time, you know, <clears throat> looking back and really thinking about this, I enjoyed it a whole hell of a lot. Um, regardless of that fact, and regardless of what my expectations were because of Brian Cranston, what he brings his his weight as an actor, and <clears throat> you know, kind of what they showed from the trailers, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, I I give it a strong taste. It I would give it a Tupperware if the acting. Um, from the human characters, would have been more um, what I was expecting, I guess, and, and that's kind of selfish, I guess. At the same time, I got a lot of what I wanted out of seeing this. I, I should say that, like, without a doubt, um, from from the uh, just seeing Godzilla and his interaction. Um, you know, you guys have talked about you know uh, the origins of this and the human actors in the suit. I felt that. I felt like they, they portrayed that really well. Even with CGI, I felt like it was still uh, giving homage to the uh, human actors in the suit. You know, Godzilla walk around the city, but it's a human actor. The
2: original Toho Godzilla. Yeah, I maybe. felt like
3: even though it was a advanced technology, it still definitely paid tribute to all that. And it was definitely like... yeah. What I liked about seeing Godzilla, you know, I knew it was a fucking guy in a suit, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And they still kind of showed that, I think, in this, um, very strong taste it. I mean, I, I would definitely want to give it, a, I, I wanted to give it a Tupperware. Yeah.
2: Walking into oh, this. I know you did.
3: I was so excited about this and, uh, you know, I was even getting fucked teary-eyed. I get teary-eyed. I would do it. <laughs> Stop it.
2: <laughs> Stop it with the tears.
3: <laughs> but, you know, it, he means a lot to me. I fucking love Godzilla. Yeah. Um, and so I had a lot of bias going into this, and you know, uh, it would have got a Tupperware if not for the, the human element, which I wasn't really sure where they were going with that. I don't know. I, I think the writing was great. Um, like I said, the cinematography was great, but I think the acting itself as the human characters kind of
2: fell flat. Okay. Uh before I jump into my rating, uh guys, do you remember you guys remember last week we were talking about Godzilla Dick?
3: Yeah, yeah. I remember.
2: You remember that, John? You were listening, right? Who could forget? <laughs> so uh yeah. You guys remember when they showed the Muto and it uh, had the babies?
4: Yeah, yeah it looked like a mm-hmm. sack.
2: I was thinking, oh my god, I was anybody that listened to the show, I guarantee you they're thinking about a big like, scroat. <laughs> <laughs> I was. So, yeah. <laughs> I was
3: definitely thinking about I would
2: throw that out there. So, monster yeah. Scrot. Totally looks like a monster ball sack.
4: <laughs> it would be perfect for a monster tea bag.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, everybody knows this is uh was my most anticipated movie of the summer. And out of all the movies to come out this summer, you know, Captain America 2, Spider-Man 2, X-Men Days of Future Past, Edge of Tomorrow, Guardians of the Galaxy, this movie, Godzilla was my most anticipated movie. Yeah. So I just had to see this on the biggest screen. I saw it in IMAX 3D. Anybody else see it in IMAX I did, 3D? I did as well. Yeah. I did too. Me.
1: I did too.
2: Uh, all three of us saw it in IMAX 3D. Yeah. So I basically I'm rolling out the red carpet for this fucking film. Now, when a film gets titled Godzilla, I don't know about you, but I expect to see a little, I don't know, fucking Godzilla. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Instead, what I got was a two-hour-long movie about how the military reacts in a crisis. They yeah.
3: run. <laughs> Right.
2: I might as well have been watching a Navy recruitment commercial for about two hours. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: Uh, Brian Cranston was so great in this movie. Uh, the scene between him and his wife where he has to lock down the doors, uh, so that they aren't exposed to the, to the, uh, what is it, like the, what was that shit?
3: Uh, well, I, I mean basically it was in the, full meltdown at that point. Yeah. I think the reactor was Re- melting. Like down. radiation and yeah. shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh, you know, when he has to lock that down and, and she dies, that that was emotional. That was awesome. The emotion he portrayed there and, and then later in the movie where he's behind the glass
5: Yeah.
2: And, and he's yelling that he that he wants to know what killed her absolutely amazing fantastic yeah Yeah. um so in in a stroke of brilliance the director gareth edwards decides that the guy that's giving you the best performance in this movie um he should fucking die yeah so yeah yeah, way to go thumbs up on that one you fucking jag bag (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay uh the acting in this movie is some of the most stale acting i've ever seen uh, not one performance besides Brian Cranston stood out in this film, and I couldn't tell you any fucking names from any of these characters in this movie had it not been for me reading that fucking list of names.
3: Yeah, yeah. The only None
2: one, of them stuck with me.
4: The only one I retained was Elizabeth Olsen because of her toothpick sisters. What's her fucking
2: name, though, in the movie? I'll have to yeah. look it no, up. No, I'm, not, I'm not talking about actors and actresses. Right, gotcha. What's yeah, her I, fucking I, I, name in the movie? I can't remember. I'm
1: pretty sure her name was L.
2: Yeah. yeah, because I said it five minutes ago. Well, right. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I listen when I'm not here. <laughs> but but I'm sure like everybody's saying, you know, big deal, Brian, it's a movie about a monster. Nobody gives a rat's ass about the acting of the humans. We just want to see the monster, mm-hmm. you dumbass. Okay. Okay. So here we are. We've been waiting for forty five minutes already for the monster. So now it's time. All right? Yeah, it's time. It's time for the big reveal. Here he is for five seconds. <laughs> Did you get enough time? No? Oh, oh, but don't worry. They're going to show him again. Yeah. And they do.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: They show him about to face off against another monster, and you're like, hell yeah. Then right as the battle starts, they cut to a scene with Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Taylor Johnson's kid on the couch watching the fight that you were about to see on a 24-inch fucking TV. (laughs) Yeah. So now you're not watching the fight in real time. You get to watch it as this fucking kid's watching it on his couch. Mm -hmm. So they cut away. All right, so you're forced to watch it there. There's a scene where you get a great look at Godzilla. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) Right before a character closes the door and you can't see him anymore. (laughs) The entire rest of the movie is like this. You're you're watching the military devise this plan. You're watching these Mutos try and get their rocks off so they can breed. (laughs) And you're watching director Gareth Edwards hide the biggest monster that's ever been put out in a film. Yeah. Once he's introduced, you shouldn't be able to escape Godzilla. Once he is in the movie, you should not be able to escape his fucking presence. But Gareth Edwards, he he does that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Godzilla should be the main focus in this movie with the same name. But instead, you watch some of the most dry and stale acting I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. <laughs> and I never got a true sense of fear from any of the humans in this film. Right, I, I right. guess.
4: No, I guess
2: not. You know, they're running away and like. Right. But I never got a true sense of like fear, like right. oh my god. I guess I was just. Ex- I, I guess I was just expecting more Godzilla in this film. I guess I was expecting more Pacific Rim. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. my problem, though. Guillermo del Toro was considered to direct this movie at one time, but he was bus- he was busy with Pacific Rim, so that never happened. Mm-hmm. and That's unfortunate. With the original Godzilla films, you get the same kind of stale performance from the actors. But it's made up by seeing a lot more of the monster. Right. There just wasn't enough Godzilla for me. And I wasn't invested in Aaron Taylor Johnson's performance at all or his character for that matter. I didn't care at all. I didn't care one bit about him. After his dad died, I could give a fucking rat's ass about Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie. And I loved him in everything else.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: I agree.
2: But he sucked ass in this movie. Mm -hmm. He is so fucking stale and boring. His father was way more fleshed out and interesting. And even Ken Watanabe was not good in this. All he did was, like, recite what was going on throughout the entire movie. Like, Godzilla, he's here to, you know, he was just talking about how, you know, he's... He's the king of the monsters, and he's he's here to wipe them out and with his
3: mouth open. Yeah,
2: Just, Godzilla. This movie was a huge let let down, and I usually watch these movies twice before we record. You know that, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't, I couldn't watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. I'm tossing Godzilla. I'm tossing oh. it because when you have a monster like Godzilla, and he's only showcased in the film for ten fucking minutes. You are missing the boat. I want more Godzilla. I did not get that. Toss this movie.
5: Hmm.
1: That that last fight is actually only like ten minutes, isn't
2: it? It's it's you know there are some amazing scenes in that, and and I really wanted to get emotionally invested into that last fight scene. And like usually when we talk about movies, we break them down scene by scene. Yeah. I, I'm, we're not going to really do that this time. Yeah. I, I want us to have kind of like a roundtable discussion and just talk about anything and everything in this movie. But yeah, that last scene. If you want to get into it, I mean, it had some really cool parts in it, but you got to understand, I've already watched an hour and 45 minutes of a bunch of shit I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's just me, like a bunch of teasing of we're going we're to get this amazing fight. There's, there's a part where you see, like, the fucking Muto and Godzilla, and they're facing off against each other. And you're like, here it is. Here it is. And they break away again.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's like, why the hell do we give a shit about uh, Elizabeth Olsen running down the street, fake turning around? <laughs> <laughs> she looked like she was just casually jogging. She did not look like she was running for her life.
2: guys oh shit there's a sale around the corner i wanted to tupperware this i thought i was seriously going to tupperware this shit when i fucking went into the film yeah and i seriously i was looking at my watch like i get it gareth edwards you want a deep meaning to this yeah (laughs) yeah you want a deep meaning to this that you know what okay i get it i get it your whole meaning of this film was you know Basically, like we are not the top of the food chain. Right. Nature, these two beasts battling, that's all Godzilla was there for. We are like fucking nothing to yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, we're just watching this. And you got Ken Watanabe explaining that the whole movie. Like, oh, just let them fight. Yeah. I I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> but you didn't give me enough Godzilla, dude. You call the movie Godzilla. I did not get enough Godzilla. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: I
4: didn't. I can understand somebody wanting to tap into that human element, that human fear, because it works so well in things like The Walking Dead. You've got this great cataclysmic event that's going on, and the best part about it is the human interaction that happens because of it. But it was all like the the kid who played Anakin in the first uh, prequel movie cardboard performances. Right. There was nothing to tap into.
2: Well, they killed off the be- they killed off the best guy that was that that that, that I connected with right. in any human performance was Brian Cranston. Yeah. And they killed him off. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and once like, he was dead you're stuck with Aaron Tyler Johnson and you just don't care. He's
2: just terrible for the remainder of that movie. Exactly. I can't relate to anything that this guy's doing. Mhm.
1: It seemed like wherever he went, trouble happened. Like he was like the monster magnet. He was just always in
2: the right place at the right time. Exactly, and that was awful. Right.
1: Now let me ask you guys a question. We bring it back to when we were still optimistic before we saw it. <laughs> did you you all saw it on IMAX? Did they add the Godzilla roar to the IMAX presentation in the beginning?
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I got
3: that. Yeah,
1: I thought that was great. I, I that that amped me up because my whole theater shook when they did that, and it was just awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, for me, like, I, I totally agree with a lot of what you're saying, Brian. Totally, um, but for me, um, it had enough. Like, if I hadn't gone, you know, I always think back when I see these movies, what, what would I have thought seeing this as, as a kid? I would have fucking loved it. You know, as a kid, I would have Tupperware'd it without a doubt.
2: Without a doubt, this is a kid-friendly movie. No, I'm no not way. saying
3: I'm not saying it's kid-friendly at, at all. But I'm saying as a kid. And loving Godzilla, I still would have been like, "Yeah, this was
2: fucking awesome." I would have been asleep. No, not, yeah, not, not as fast kid. Forward to the end. No, no, no. Listen, Me, my my parents rent this. Okay, here it is, nineteen eighty whatever. My parents rent this fucking movie, mm-hmm. and they bring it home. They pop it in, and it's late at night. And I'm getting ready to watch this movie. I would have fucking loved an it. An hour and... No, an hour and a half into it, I would have been asleep before I ever fucking saw Godzilla because it was so goddamn boring.
3: No, I, I liked all that. I liked the build. I liked all of that. Um, My only problem was the acting. That was my only problem. I liked the build. I liked that it wasn't in my fucking face all the time. You know, when I think about Godzilla, like... You know, you have these fucking, when you fall asleep at night, you have these fucking dreams of monsters and shit. Well, for me, it was always Godzilla. I'd always have these pictures in my head of Godzilla. He was always at a distance. I fucking love that about Gareth Edwards. I love the stuff with like the train scene and the bridge scene where you didn't see the monsters, but you saw them maybe from a distance. And that kind of stuff was really intriguing to me. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want Godzilla in my face all the time. You know, and that that for me has been one of the problems. It's a hard movie to write, you know. And I'm not like uh, trying to defend you, okay, Gareth you, Edwards.
2: You left the movie thinking to yourself, "Man, I'm glad they didn't show a lot of Godzilla."
3: No, I, I thought they showed plenty of Godzilla. I wouldn't have no. wanted. I wouldn't have wanted any more Godzilla in a in a new reboot of Godzilla. I would have not wanted any more. Godzilla. So you got your
2: what? you got your fill of Godzilla. In yeah, that movie. totally, that totally. Was enough.
3: I, I thought that was plenty, and that was one of the things that I liked about it was that it wasn't in my face all the time.
2: That was the thing. If you if, you're, if so, about. as you're watching the movie and they start a Godzilla fight, you're like, oh, thank God they broke away and we get to see another scene with Aaron Taylor Johnson. And I I, I
3: didn't mind the TV scene. Honestly, I didn't mind any of that. If that I,
4: was the only tease, though, but that was just the start. And I did think it was kind of cool at first, but then it was when Elizabeth Olsen got into whatever it was and the doors shut right as the monsters are getting ready to fight. Yeah. It, it was It was always that. It, it would always immediately go to something else happening right when they were getting ready to get down to business.
2: John, yeah. John, as a kid, if you were to see this, what were your yeah. thoughts?
4: I would probably be bored at the beginning
1: and, and just fast forward, skip the DVD chapter to the last fight every time. But um, that TV scene, I can't believe no one's bringing it up. That TV scene was hilarious. I mean, yeah, it was annoying, but did you see Godzilla flailing around? It, it was the only spot of comedy in the whole movie. And the other thing about that scene that rang untrue is that's an eight-year-old boy, right? He's like seven or eight. He's watching two monsters fight and he, he looks bored as shit. <laughs> yeah, he didn't yeah. care. yeah. The mom, there's something happening on TV. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is great. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I would have been Lots flipping
2: out. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And
1: the same thing with when
2: you see uh, that,
1: again, that kid, he always in the wrong place at the wrong time. When they're on the, he gets put on the bus, the shuttle bus, onto the bridge. All those kids, Godzilla's there. There's people shooting missiles practically at them. All the kids are quiet and just watching. No one's freaking out. you are just like, oh, this is happening.
4: The people are so stale
2: and wooden in this movie. Right.
4: And now that I'm thinking about it, you mentioned that they were they were stale and wooden, but remember the the cop tried to talk to the driver at one point and the kids behind the you know the the, the little boy, they're laughing and playing. They're mm-hmm. not worried? They don't know what the fuck's going on? They can't see?
5: Yeah.
3: But you know what my point is? Did you guys fucking look for that in the original Godzillas? Was that your fucking like, oh, I hope they have some dramatic acting. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. And
2: I mentioned that when I rated this. <clears throat> right. I said, when you watch the original movies, I forgive those movies because of the fact that they had really crappy performances in them. Right. But you wanted more Godzilla. Yeah. I wanted more Godzilla. Right. That's – but we're also talking about – it's 2014. You're dealing with Warner Brothers and you're dealing with Legendary right. teaming up to do a movie – you can get great dialogue in these films. Yeah. And they did that at the beginning when mm-hmm. they had Brian Cranston in there. The only guy that showed any fucking emotion in this film. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: All the promotional materials leading up to this movie, it's called Godzilla and it's starring Brian Cranston. In this movie, does Brian Cranston even know Godzilla is a thing?
2: Yeah, that's that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's my biggest problem with this fucking thing. Even in that speech when he's behind the glass, he's like, I want to know what killed my wife. I yeah, want to and- know what killed my wife. Oh, how are we going to remedy that? Oh, let's fucking kill you, and you'll never know what killed your wife. Yeah. Wow, that character was redeemed. Way to go, yeah. Gareth Edwards. Right. Well, Bravo. I he, right.
1: I guess he sees the, mu- the mutos and gets killed by them, so I guess he at least dies knowing, well, this big fucking thing killed my wife. <laughs> But still, he's never seen or heard of Godzilla.
3: Right. right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's my biggest complaint. That's why it's not a Tupperware. Um, but it's also not a toss-it for me. Um, it was enough where I enjoyed the mil- the movie. Um, if I didn't enjoy the movie, I would have tossed it. Um, but yeah, uh, Bryan C- Cranston's character, you're led to believe that he is a major driving point in this as much as Godzilla. Um, and when you see it, it's definitely not the case. And. Especially after years and years of research, this guy is just killed off early instead of exploring any of that shit. Um, you know, and, and the same with his son years and years being home abroad and then me meet, meeting with his wife again, and that all falls flat, just like everything else in this, uh, with the human actors. So I'm not saying that wasn't bullshit, it was total bullshit, but. I'm not tossing the movie, because it was still fun. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. I was wasn't just... expecting a fucking cerebral movie out of this. I wasn't. Not at all. It's Godzilla, goddammit. I didn't have
2: fun. I, I had... had fun. I did. Uh, no, I'm... God, Jay, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you had a rip rare time. You can movie. have not fun. I... I don't give a fuck. But I had
3: fun. But I don't I, care. I'm not
2: attacking you. I know.
3: I, I don't give a shit. I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at me. But I'm saying I had fun.
2: No, I'm I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, and I, I, so I can't toss it. That's it. That's it. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Awkward. Anyway, I didn't have a good time. I didn't have a good time in this movie. It was like leading up to something that I thought I was going to get and I kept waiting moment after moment after moment after moment and it never happened. Mm-hmm. I thought it was starting to happen when they were in the subway and they ripped he, the Muto ripped the car apart. And the kid is about to fall out, and he grabs him. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's going to be this heroic guy. Here we go. Action's going to start. And then it just it kept dragging on. Right. And it, I never quite got this feeling of, like, I don't know. I never got anything from his character except stale acting.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And... It was a it was just like leading up to nothing to finally you get the final battle, which is like ten minutes of amazingness. Yeah. But it was not enough to meet for me to say, Oh, that that was worth it. That were that was worth it. That ten minutes, that final end battle sequence was worth me watching an hour and forty five minutes worth of garbage. Right.
5: right.
2: It was not Fun. For me, it was not fun watching this movie at all. It was a complete letdown. Pacific Rim was fun. That movie was fun. And and part of that was that the humans were doing something to stop these. They were actually in the Jaegers, and they were emoting through the Jaegers, and you could see the humans fight and their struggle. And in this, it was Gareth Edwards basically trying to fit humans into this and show that they have nothing to do with this battle between nature versus nature. Right. When you do that, you're also kind of limiting what the humans are, anything the humans do in this film is not as like ramped up. It's not important. Right. And so any of the dialogue, when you're, when your main point is it's nature versus nature and just let nature go at it, any of the human element is just kind of like – it's just side shit. It, it really didn't matter when you think about it. The only
4: thing that did have an impact was when uh, Ford had set that bomb – or no, he lit fire to the eggs and killed them, which distracted one of the monsters because <laughs> yeah. it was two-on-one. They were they had Godzilla down. It, they very possibly could have took him out. But yeah. the destruction of the eggs caused one of them to take off and gave him a minute to get up.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, that's about the only thing, yeah, now that you bring it up.
4: Otherwise, nothing that they did would have affected the story but that one thing. But we didn't have to devote a whole bunch of story to it.
1: Right. And was I the only person that named those Mutos Cloverfield 1 and Cloverfield 2? Because that's all I saw. Oh, they
3: were very Cloverfield, yeah. I felt that too, yeah. Godzilla kick in the Cloverfield. Yeah.
2: Let me talk, let's talk about the character design of the MUTOs. Um, Of course, MUTOs, it's, what it stands for is massive, unidentified terrestrial organism. Um, And I I felt like they were a mix of the alien from the alien films. Uh, They had limbs uh, from the bugs of the Starship Troopers films. But then when they flew around, they looked like the winged creatures that the Navi tribe flew on in the James Cameron Avatar films.
3: Yeah, I would agree.
2: So I think it was, I think it looked like a lot of the different elements yeah, cuz it cuz it wasn't
3: like your typical Godzilla like you were expecting Mothra or something else or like the right. smog monster but it wasn't that. It was definitely a blend of like what we've seen from other creature films that they've tried to do.
2: Right. I don't know. I mean, I understand what Gareth Edwards was trying to do. He he wanted to make it like this. This was nature versus nature. This was just earth would just happen to be the battleground for Godzilla versus these MUTOs. Mm -hmm. And the humans were just a side thing. It just didn't connect with me for some reason. Yeah. Like every, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody else.
3: No, I, I, I totally get you guys. Like I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not against anything that you're saying, or Frank, or John, anybody. Like, I understand what you're saying, but, like, I wasn't going into this movie looking for that stuff. And, um you know, maybe I got a little pissed off because I'm trying to defend
2: myself. You don't have it, yeah. That's the thing. You don't. My, I tossed it. I mean, if you love this movie, just love it. I'm not gonna try to say that your opinion, that, that your opinion doesn't matter. Right,
3: right. Well, I think- I I'm think, not
2: trying to say you're wrong for liking this no. movie. I've gotta taste it, I've gotta taste it, and I've gotta taste it. I'm the only one who's tossing it. Right. If anybody should be ganged up on, it's you guys ganging up on me.
3: Well, yeah, I, I understand that, and like, uh, um, you know, I-, I I I don't I didn't go into it being like this is going to be this or that like I I don't need it to be a cerebral movie like I said um I just want it to be Godzilla a, a Godzilla film and for me this was subtle enough like I wanted a subtle Godzilla I think after the uh, what was it 1998 version where it was really in your face I didn't want that I wanted a very subtle kind of thing. And I think he brought that to me. The acting fucking sucked. I'm not denying that. That's why it's not a Tupperware. Like, I'm not telling people, like, you need to go see this. I'm saying, like, if you want to have some fun, maybe check this flick out. But it's definitely not a pinnacle, uh, movie or anything like that. Uh, but I had, I had a lot of fun with it. Like, I, it made me want to go buy the action figures. It made me want to have the Godzilla figure and the Moto figures. It made me want to have all that. Um, and maybe I'm just stupid and buying into marketing, but i know I'm not, i know I'm not. Like I just enjoyed this. Like I let those prepositions go, and just tried to enjoy this without all that shit. Because if you do look at it as like, um, you know, what is the story? What is the acting? Like it does suck. Those things do suck. Without a doubt, like you guys are totally correct.
2: I I don't think you should have to prep yourself by going into a movie and say, well, I'm gonna try to look at it this way and then I'll enjoy it. No, I I just, when I go into a movie, I just sit down in the seat and whatever the fuck you show me, if it connects with me, it connects with me. If it doesn't, I fucking hate it. I'm not gonna go in there and try to prep myself and be like, even after the movie's over, like, oh, hm, okay, should I look at it this way? Should I look at it this way? No, I I just, I watched the movie. If I like it, I like it. If I fucking hate it, I fucking hated it. There were things I liked. Yeah, but it was very far and few between. I mean, I love the fucking fights where he actually said, "Okay, I'm going to show you the fucking monster now." Now he's going to fight. He's going to rip open a fucking Mudo's mouth, and he's going to fucking blue. He's going to fucking put the 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 blue fucking atomic fire breath. atomic breath into his fucking mouth life. and kill him. Yeah, that was amazing. But when I'm but when the rest of the movie is me following Aaron Taylor Johnson's bland fucking wooden stale acting for the whole goddamn film. <laughs> Fuck that! It was weak. Fuck that! Yeah, and
1: am- that's and that's the problem. We're just saying the acting sucked. It was yeah. just the one guy. I mean, everyone else was given nothing to do. Like um, Elizabeth Olsen had nothing to do except look up and scared and yes. cry.
5: Yeah, and
1: cry yeah. and. Ken Watanabe – I don't know how to say his name. All he did was open his mouth and look up like he was shocked at everything. <laughs> Every he, he, knew, time, yeah. he knew everything. He was the one person on the end. I mean you get that from the comic book, by the way. His father was the head researcher. So this guy should not be surprised when he sees anything and he's always surprised.
4: None of the points that, Brian, that you're making that caused you to toss it can really be defended. I mean they all exist. They are all real. And I think as far as I'm concerned, what led me to – a strong taste it was the content that i did like the 20 to 35 minutes that was there was right enough and worth enough to see on its own i mean if i buy this on blu-ray or rent it or whatever i'll fast forward just to the fights i'm not interested in seeing any of the acting but they finally did that much right as far as like the monster goes because the scales on his back lit up before he blasted his atomic breath. That's correct. He looked like Godzilla, not like
2: that reject that we had back in the, the nineties. Think, think, think about this, though, guys. I want you to think about this. How many sets did How many sets did we have on this thing? A how lot. many different like, locations yeah. did they have? How A many fights hand. could we have had in different locations where oh, yeah. we could have saw some really kick ass right. fights? Okay. Number one, we had him in Japan, right? We could have saw a really amazing fight sequence in Japan or at least some really cool reveals in Japan. Did we get that? Not really. Okay, number two, Las Vegas. What did we see? The aftermath of that bullshit. Did we get to see the entire fight in Las Vegas? No, we got to see the strip destroyed, which looked amazing. Awesome. Awesome special effect. Wouldn't you agree, John?
1: Yeah, that shot that you see everyone in the casino just going about their business on the TV. You see the Mutos in the background, and then all of a sudden the roof rips off. That was awesome. Power shuts off. Yeah, yeah,
2: and then and then they actually show the strip, you know, destroyed after that. You know, Bellagio's gone. You know, fucking Caesars. You see Caesars in shambles, fucking gone. Did we get to see the fight? No. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. this is fucking America. We want to see things. Right. When you go to a strip club, do you pay for the bitch to put her clothes back on? <laughs> Fuck No, you don't. You want to see your take? Or, you want to see? You want to go to a bottomless strip club? Take off your take off the bottoms. We want to see it all. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Gareth Edwards was putting clothes on this fucking bitch, and I'm not. No, I'm not down with it. I'm not cool with it. That would have been a cool fucking thing to see is that fight in Las Vegas. Him just destroying circus, circus destroying. You know the the. Fucking Bellagio, the uh, the fucking Luxor. Sh- fucking Throwing the MUTO into the fucking Luxor pyramid. Amazing. Did we get to see any of that? No, but that little fucking kid did on his TV set, so fuck that shit. And then we get the fucking final battle at the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, I mean, there's, uh, there's so many different locations that they had in this movie that they did not take advantage of. And that pisses me off. I paid to see a fucking blockbuster Godzilla where Godzilla is just beating the shit out of people. I didn't see that man. monsters. I didn't see that. All I saw was a bunch of Aaron Taylor Johnson doing a bunch of shit. That's not going to matter to the end sequence anyway. And I get that Gareth. I get what you're trying to go for, but you know what? I'm just a dumb American that wants to see monsters beat the shit out of each other.
4: <laughs> you're mad over what they could have done and just didn't do.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't need this deeper meaning about nature versus nature and then us not being able to stop this. I don't need that. Right. I want. I just want to see Godzilla fucking fight shit, man. Right. I don't need this. I don't need this deeper meaning, Gareth. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I I'm get sorry, you. Jay. I no, I get you. No. See, that's the thing. It's like you think like no. I'm passionate about it too, and I know you're passionate.
3: Yeah. We're both passionate. Yeah,
2: but this, <laughs> I'm not knocking you for tasting this. I'm glad you liked it. And you know what? I, you know what? I'm in the minority. I'm in the fucking minority. Rotten Tomatoes, 72% for the critics. Right. 72% fresh. Right. 79% for the audience fresh. I'm in the minority. So if anybody's gonna be pissed off at somebody about the rating on this fucking film, it's me for tossing this thing. <laughs> I'm, it's not you guys. Most everybody's tasting this motherfucker. Yeah. Not my ass. <laughs> I know,
3: I, I know, but I totally feel you. Like, none of your points are invalid. None of them, none whatsoever. But I think we both went into it thinking different things, like seeking different things.
2: I want, yeah. I'm thinking I got a fresh off Pacific right. Rim, right? I want to see, I want to see fucking like rock'em sock'em fucking right. monsters. Yeah,
4: I get. And you. I didn't get it. I get you. I okay. had my nine year old kid with me. It was a good mm. time because he didn't spill his drink on somebody.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> John, John, are you still with us, man? Yeah, I'm here. All right, all I was right.
1: I was thinking, well, I'm try- let me try to bring it back to some of the positives because it's, it's not like I'm coming off against it, but I did give it a taste. It. That tsunami scene was pretty cool. I mean, you got to see there's some destruction and actual people pretty much die in front of you. You never see that. I mean, they're tearing apart buildings and there's all this destruction, and you never see any actual human beings die. Right. It's always just, I mean, it's assumed, obviously. But that scene where the little girl's on the beach and I think they're just having a party and she looks over and the beach is, the water's receding. You see all the dead fish. And then the wave just came. I thought that was really good. I liked that scene a lot.
2: I did like that scene too. That good. Yeah. I thought it was cool because it was like – what I liked about that, it was like, yeah, these people are in – It was it Maui and they're on vacation?
3: Honolulu I think. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a wedding reception or yeah. something
5: weird.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did I, – I enjoyed that too and I thought it was cool with them all running and, and, the, and the wave chasing after them and things like that. Right. Um Let's get into – yeah, I can get into things I like. Guys, guys, this – no, listen, listen. I want everybody to know that I tossed this. But on the flip side, this is not Iron Man 3 for me. I don't have the hate and distaste for this movie that I did for Iron Man 3. There were things that I enjoyed in this movie. Yeah. There were. Right, right. Okay? Right. I'm tossing it because when you're looking at a movie, okay, I can't say that, oh, I Tupperware this 15 minutes – But this entire one hour and 45, I just did not like. I can't Tupperware a movie for fucking 15 to 20 minutes. I can't
4: do it. Then again, like for me, the Phantom Menace is that way. Everything but the lightsaber fights. I saw Phantom Menace six times in the theater and slept through the whole fucking movie the last three times I saw it. Up until Darth Maul confronted Qui-Gon Total and bummer. Obi-Wan. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay, now, now it's worth my time to go ahead and watch. And that was awesome enough for me to obviously go see it six times.
2: Yeah, right. Um, and the, the go t- ahead.
1: trailers were so good for this movie, but I think they really did a disservice by showing the wife die in the trailers. That would have been a lot more effective had we just saw that. And the Halo jump, I mean, it's great marketing, but I had seen that Halo jump 15 different no times shit. before I actually saw it in the movies.
3: I, I totally agree with you, man. Like the, the trailers gave away way too much. I, I wish I had not seen because I would have liked it even more if I had not seen all the trailers.
2: Maybe had stuff. they showed us all the crappy Aaron Taylor Johnson scenes, I wouldn't have been so upset.
3: I was you you guys like I love Aaron Taylor Johnson and kick ass. So do I totally fucking disappointed in him in this movie. I, I totally agree with you. Is on it that. really him though? Or is it just the dialogue he was given? It I, I, I think it was both. I think Gareth Edwards wanted to make a visually stunning movie more than he wanted to make a good movie. Period. I'm not like watching an
2: answer. art film, though.
3: Right, right.
2: Are they oh. uh, John, Frank, Jay? What do you think? Do you think that fucking okay? Do you think that Gareth Edwards was just doing what he could to appease Toho of Japan?
3: To- I don't think, I, honestly. Like, I don't think he was ready to really finalize what i don't think he's skilled enough to really direct those kind of actors and actresses i don't think they suck
2: no no, elizabeth uh, elizabeth olsen's a great actress right she is she's done some good movies i'm not comparing her to uh her sisters they're shit it was the direction to me i'm not
1: sure gareth edwards is even used to working with actual actors because this monsters was shot all in location with locals
5: exactly The,
1: the the couple was the only actors that he had on set. He did all of that sneaky. He didn't have rights to film anything. He did he did all the special effects on his home computer. That was all his all him and I he got so much praise for that that he duplicated it with Godzilla because it's the same thing. You don't see any monsters in monsters till the very end and he got high praise for that. Maybe he was just trying to follow that model and it did not work for you, Brian.
2: No, it did not. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And I cuz I did go into this expecting something and I clearly did not get it. I I wanted to see monster on monster action. I wanted I <laughs> oh, did. Oh I, I did. And instead I got just like uh man, I don't know man. Let's talk about uh let's talk about the creature design of Godzilla. Let me talk about some things that I did like. Um let's talk about the creature design of Godzilla as well as the new Godzilla roar that we heard. Uh, so in interviews at the 2013 Comic-Con, Edwards discussed the Godzilla creature design. He and the design group reviewed all previous incarnations of God- Godzilla's design for their inspiration. Edwards commented, he said, The way I tried to view it was to imagine Godzilla was a real creature, and someone from Toho saw him in the 1950s and ran back to the studio to make a movie about the creature and was trying their best to remember it and drawing it. And in our film, you get to see him for real. Uh, he also said, it was important to me that this felt like a Toho Godzilla. And he said, I'd love our Godzilla to be considered as part of the Toho group. Which, the 1998 Broderick Godzilla is not considered a Godzilla by the Japanese. It's not at all. If you buy Godzilla, the 1998 movie, in Japan, it's called Zilla. It's not called Godzilla. Oh, wow. Right.
4: I, I would think that the better name would be The Lizard. Right.
2: Yeah. So. so they don't even consider that. Uh, in a 2000, in a January 2014 interview in Total Film Magazine, it was revealed that Godzilla would be 300 feet, 350 feet tall. Uh, the tallest incarnation of Godzilla to date. According to special effects chief Jim Rigel, the mechanics of Godzilla's fighting style is based on the study of animals, primarily bears, eagles, uh, and Komodo dragons. Uh, Edward said the eagle has a lot of nobility. It made him feel very majestic and noble. And I could kind of see, like, um, you know, even the look of Godzilla kind of looked like a bear and he even looked like kind of like an eagle in the face. Yeah. A little bit.
3: Yeah, definitely a lot. He had his own fighting style. Right. Like y- you could tell what he was going to do almost because he had his own style.
4: I thought it was I- really bitching where he, uh, hit that one flying one out of the air with his
3: tail. That mm-hmm. was cool. Into the was building. Yeah, yeah, that was that great. Was, that was awesome. There was, was a lot of build up, that, up moments like that.
1: That was a finishing move, right? The tail whip that was yeah, that one of the finish him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but like by that point, honestly, after that move happened, and there was a lot of there was reaction in my in my audience, like people were like, "Cool, that was awesome." When I saw it, I said, "Finally." <laughs> uh, finally, <laughs> right? I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled. I am spoiled by by all these movies that just show, show, show all the time, and we get to see it all. I mean, Pacific Rim was just like a fucking that was like eye candy. The entire movie you had like you know the the you know all three acts had amazing fighting and action sequences. Yeah, that and was the majority
3: of the movie.
2: You didn't get the amazing fighting uh, action sequence until the third act of this film.
3: Yeah. I was, guess we were a little spoiled by that. We're
2: totally spoiled by it.
3: Because if Godzilla had been first, you would have been a little more like, wow, that's fantastic. But Possibly. Because, well, because we've seen it so much right. in Pacific Rim, which really did it well, You know, that was an and awesome fun movie. Seeing Pacific
1: Rim in IMAX 3D, that looked amazing. It I, did. I walked out of that theater feeling that like- Kid and I was like anyone that would listen to me. I'd say, "Go see it in 3D IMAX. You got to see this movie. It's crazy. The helicopters look like we're flying over the theater." Like this did nothing, none of that for me. The 3D, I know,
3: it was was pretty weak. But so was Pacific Rim, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. The the 3D
3: in Godzilla was not necessary. I didn't. I
1: would have much rather seen that IMAX, not 3D.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it didn't matter. The 3D didn't matter at all.
4: Right. It took away for me a little bit because the glasses are so uncomfortable. And my son, he said that he had to wear them too close to his face, and he kept having to take them off.
5: Yeah.
2: So Mine always fog up, and I have to, like, yeah. take them off and then rub them and then put them back on.
3: There was only one scene where, like, the bird hit the window that was, like, truly, like, oh, shit, I felt the 3D. Yeah, yeah, And then other than that, you didn't
2: really feel the 3D. I think, like, the there was, like, some, like, ash from, like, a fire or something that, like, came off the screen, and I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And you were like,
4: ah. <sighs> And then this <laughs> was weird. During your guys' showings, I th- I'm pretty sure we saw it at the same theater at, for our local IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- During the previews, did they have you put your glasses on and then take them off for other previews and then put them back on? Everybody in the audience was screaming about that. Like, bullshit. I had had that, too. They even brought out a cop at the very beginning saying that if you were going to be on your phone or if you were going to talk, they'd escort you out without a refund. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, damn, this is some hardcore shit here. Wow. (laughs) They take this stuff seriously.
2: Yeah, I had that, too. I don't know. Guys, I don't know. Okay. All right. So let's go over more of the Godzilla design. And then uh, Godzilla's appearance, it showed him in what's uh, uh, called Keloid Scars. This feature was taken from the original Godzilla, uh, who was heavily scarred to evoke the gruesome marks borne by the survivors of the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings. Mm-hmm. This enhances the concept of Godzilla as a monster created by nuclear weapons. Uh, the sound designers used a twelve foot high eighteen foot wide speaker array to blast godzilla 's roar at one hundred thousand watts to a, to get a good idea of his vocal power and strength. I will say, guys, I will say I tossed this movie, but I totally tupperware the look of Godzilla. I totally tupperware the roar
5: yeah the mm-hmm.
4: the, uh, the thing that uh, you were just talking about was that something that was like an official. Thing where they said that it represented monsters that were created from nuclear weapons
2: no, I just made that up, oh, Frank. Okay. Well, the only reason why—no, <laughs> I why just—I I, no, I just, don't—I don't do any research or anything like that. Everything that I pull up on this show, it's—it's it's all bullshit. Yeah, off the hair
4: of so, my ass.
2: No, I didn't. I didn't check any of the sites or anything like that. I just made this up. Uh, the reason
4: why I was asking is because I thought in the movie they had established that we were dealing with creatures that were ancient, predating dinosaurs. Oh, I know, I yeah. know.
2: But at the re- at the beginning of this, didn't I read a quote by Gareth Edwards? Uh, where he said something like uh, Godzilla is definitely a representation of the wrath of nature and the theme is man versus nature and Godzilla is certainly the nature side of it. So <laughs> They it,
4: contradicted themselves right from the
5: promote.
2: Guys, like this movie was clearly nature versus nature and man was just a side right. thought. Yeah. So I don't, I can't, I think that there were so many different cuts of this movie that I didn't think that he had it figured out until they fucking put this thing together oh shit
1: yeah. I heard there's actually a lot of deleted scenes a lot of stuff that got left in the cutting room floor maybe a director's cut DVD I mean I don't think it'll be any more monster but at least maybe it'll be
2: oh better. absolutely not it'll be more Aaron Taylor Johnson maybe a scene of him taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> because God knows we need to see more of that motherfucker <laughs> he was ripped
5: <laughs>
2: God. but I, guys I love the roar let me play the, can I play the roar play
3: the fucking roar sure
2: That is a nine-second roar. That's that is badass. Awful. It's
3: breathtaking. Fucking takes my breath away.
2: I love that. Yeah. That's the shit I like, guys. That's I like the roar. I like the monster. There, and I'll be honest with you. There's the scene where like he's getting hurt and he's getting attacked and and stuff like that. I wanted to be emotionally invested and like part of me was like starting to feel for this creature. But they had done such a horrible job setting up everything before that that it was like I was. I don't know. I, I felt conflicted the whole movie. Like, even the scene at the end of the movie when Aaron Taylor Johnson is, like, looking the monster right in the eye, it just didn't sell it for me. Right. It just right. didn't sell it for me.
3: That did feel forced. It should
2: have been a huge moment, yeah. John, what are you thinking? You remember that scene towards the end, like, right before the smoke? Yeah,
1: Godzilla's down. He's yes. died for the first of two times. Yeah. And uh, they catch eyes. Yeah, I. I mean – I catch a lot of heat from, from my girlfriend because I'm an easy crier. I get emotionally invested in things. This movie did nothing for me. Like I, I didn't feel anything. I mean, I liked Godzilla. I every time he was on screen it was great, but there wasn't enough of that. But I wasn't emotionally attached to anybody or anything once Brian Cranston was dead. If they did a fan cut and they did just the first forty minutes and then the last fifteen, that'd probably be a better movie. <laughs>
2: I love that. Short that's film. a good movie. That's a good movie. And that's probably I don't think I I I'm not really curious to see anything Gareth Edwards does does from this point on after watching this film.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm he,
2: spoiled, Jay. I'm spoiled. I go to the movies and I pay I drop good money to see this action flick, something that I wanna see. I, I'm spoiled. I'm an American. Okay? We're Americans. We eat whatever the fuck we want yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah. And we get, we get these movies, these blockbuster fucking movies, where you get action thrown at you left and fucking right. I'm spoiled. Well, I didn't get that.
3: It's the reason why Transformers hasn't succeeded either. It's the same fucking situation. What?
2: But, what? But from- no, 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 no. That doesn't make any sense at all. Transformers mm-hmm. is a fucking, that right there is all action, no substance. This was all substance, no action. Well,
5: yeah.
2: Uh, no, this was all, excuse me, this was all, uh, thematic substance right they tried it's it's they it's there's no character driven uh story here it's all thematically driven
3: and and i guess my point
2: is transformers is all action transformers is all that's all action
3: but but i think my point is is that i don't want transformers to be all action and i don't care if godzilla is not you know what I mean I, I I didn't care so much, like I get what you're saying like there were weak points like I'm not gonna give this five stars out of three stars or whatever it is. I'm not gonna rate this highly, but it was a fun movie for me to see, whereas transformers I'm expecting that to be way more than it is or way more than it has been, and so I'm gonna be just as pissed off about that as you are about this, but with this i don't I'm not looking for that,
2: you know what I mean. I don't know. I mean – John, what do, you, called, what do you yeah, – The
1: movie's called Godzilla and about halfway through, I started thinking about Jurassic Park and I said to myself, uh, there is going to actually be some Godzilla in your Godzilla movie, correct? And <laughs> Thank you. You didn't really get much of it and uh, what we did get was a bunch of Cloverfield monsters, which I did like. But I'm telling you, as soon as Brian Cranston died, I was practically dozing off – before the last fight, and th- that hurts me because I, I bought a ticket a month in advance. I bought the first ticket. I picked my. I had reserved seating, so I picked my seat. I checked every couple of days. I was the only idiot who bought a ticket that far in advance. No one else bought anything until like Thursday beforehand. Um, I went in super excited, and like I said, it's a taste it, but not walking out of there as a Tupperware is shocking to me.
2: Me too. Yeah, I I fully thought I was going to go in there and Tupperware the shit out of this. And it seemed like as every second started to tick away during this movie, I was just like, when are they going to ramp this up? When are they going to ramp this up? When are we going to get to see some action? When are and it,
1: get- is it a matter of CG costs? Or why does everything, even Pacific Rim, why does every fight happen at night lately in every movie?
2: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point.
3: That's I mean,
1: Pacific Rim added rain as well. Well, Pacific, to, rain. to
2: be fair, the the fighting scene in Australia that actually took place during the day. When they fought okay. in Sydney, that took place they, during the day. But mm-hmm. in this, yeah, it did seem like it was all nighttime. It, this was just a lot of like, this was just like a lot of like stroking. Like there was like there was no penetration.
4: Two hours of <laughs> foreplay. Yeah. Balls.
2: Yeah. Yep. And by the time we finally got there, I just didn't give a fuck anymore. Right.
1: Was everyone. I was pretty sure he was going to do the King Kong mouth
4: rip at the end there. Did, did anyone else think that? I, was did, too. Happen? I did too. I, I did too. I, I didn't see the blast down the throat
2: coming. That was great. That was it cool. Was awesome. And then he's holding the head and it uh-huh. just kind of tosses it in the harbor. I oh, like that. It,
1: that's another thing. They keep calling him uh, Godzilla as the ultimate predator, but then he kills his prey and he doesn't eat it, he just walks away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's way too it's in depth. Point.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well funny. yeah, in nature, what what motivation would Godzilla have for killing him? He wouldn't give a fuck about us. I think oh. Jay's mad at me... Uh, because they're going to
2: reproduce. Jay, are you That's mad, why he killed Are you them? mad at me that tossed this?
3: No, I, I'm not mad at you. You it, were it, pissed.
2: It got a little you heated. You pissed. I don't know why, though. It got a little that heated. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It, no, it was weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, seriously, I was like, what the fuck? It, it got Where a, is this coming from?
3: <laughs> it got a little heated because I don't have, like, a really great reason to defend this other than I had fun with it. And sometimes... That's all it is, is that I had fun with this. It doesn't matter whether it was a great movie or not, but I had fun with it. So I think I got defensive. I was, I'm was i not pissed at you. I love you, Brian. I know. I fucking love you. Um, I'm not pissed at you, but I got defensive because I, I had fun with it. And right. I haven't had fun with the movie in a long time. That's you, all it was. I, you word <laughs> Spider-Man, though, just a couple that's weeks that's, ago. Not. Well, that's, that's <laughs> true, but... But for me, Godzilla is different. Like I'm not <laughs> expecting a very uh, well thought out film. I'm not. You
2: should though. I'm not. Jay, you should. I'm not. You should.
3: Maybe you should. I, maybe I should. They but-
2: spent a hundred and sixty million dollars on this. Warner Brothers. Legendary pictures teamed up to bring audiences of America redemption for that piece of shit nineteen ninety-eight Matthew I, Broderick film. You should expect the ultimate Godzilla American experience. I
3: don't expect that from anybody. You should. I don't trust human beings to be that fucking smart. You should I think it was visually fun. Sure. It was a visually fun movie, and that's what I want out of my summer movie. Hey, we're back at that's the strip
2: we're back at the strip club. Right, you know, I don't oh, give a shit. Sometimes she, I want to go the fucking. She, <laughs> she looks great on stage, but oh my god, let's have a conversation. Oh <laughs> fuck, here we go. I'm right. talking to Aaron Taylor Johnson again. Right.
4: Along those <laughs> same lines, you know, even I, if it's yeah, un- yeah. <laughs> even if it's unintentional, you know, there's going to be a comparison in your mind about the last one. Cause we're all so worried that this was going to suck as
2: bad. As no, that. no, no, no. I, I can't compare this one to the last one no, at all. Right. Visually, the casting was totally different. The pacing was totally yeah. different. This is not, I did, the last one didn't even cross my mind from the get go. Right.
4: I mean, I wasn't, I mean, like not drawing any direct comparison at all. It's just, I think it was me being thankful that at least there were parts of it that were redeeming and that I was thankful that it wasn't the train wreck that the last one was that may have influenced my, Uh, decision, but I, I still stick by my decision because everybody out there is going to be in the same boat. They might have seen that last one and may feel a bit of relief after this one. It's like the strip club. You go see those women there. They might not be the best, but it depends on what you got at home.
2: So why is everything getting? Why is everything getting compared to the strip club?
0: <laughs> you keep bringing it up, man. You is that going to be what? our
2: new rating system? Throwing the clothes on, taking I mean, them
4: off.
1: All right. How many, how many blue waffles do you give this movie?
2: Exactly. It's like, how are we going to? That's how we're going to rate. We're going to have blue waffles, and then we're going to have like you know showcase dancer. I give this a showcase dancer rating. <laughs> No lap dance, please. <laughs> it's, it's Frank, fun. Frank's like, I'm, i i got to give this a blue waffle.
4: <laughs> it's kind of like uh, the Deja Vu Club from Springfield. Yeah. they got millions of beautiful women and two ugly ones. Is yeah. this one one of the ugly <laughs> ones? <laughs> uh,
2: all right. So, hey, John, give us some thoughts on this. I don't
1: <laughs> on the blue waffle? No. Um, uh,
2: yeah. Anything. Uh,
1: okay. I was – did anyone like the, the last shot of the TV screen where it said King of Monsters, our savior with a question mark? I thought that was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, it I right. liked it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I, I don't know. Like, it, it was a lackluster film. I'm not going to disagree with you guys. I'm not going but it's like Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> no, it's not. That was fun. I, I know, but it's kind I'm, – I'm not it's saying – It's nothing like that. I'm not saying wow. it's as good as that. No, I'm not saying it's as good as that, but it's one of those fucking movies where you just have fun watching it. For me, that's me. That's me. You guys have different opinions.
2: Let me okay, let me explain to you what the difference between this movie and Little Big Trouble in Little China is. Um the difference between Big, L- L- Big Trouble in Little China and this movie is is that I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> As to where I will watch Big Trouble in Little China any it comes on TBS.
3: Okay, I, get, I will I get never
2: you. watch this movie again. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you know what? I've got an afternoon free. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to sit down and watch Godzilla. Or Big Trouble in Little China. I'm picking Big Trouble in Little China yeah. every time because right. I did not have fun at all watching right. this movie. Right. Seriously. The first hour and forty-five minutes was a nap, and by the time I got to like them, like stroking it the whole time, I, I was ready, dude. I should have, I should have came three times in this movie, in the first act, the second act, and the third act. There should have been three major battles in this movie, mm-hmm. but all they did was tease, 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 and and in, in between the teases, I got really bland, wooden, boring acting. Mm-hmm. Which led up to an amazing scene at the end. But by the time I got there, I was so let down by what I'd seen before that I didn't even give a fuck anymore. Right, right. Uh, whatever. I'll
3: give you credit for that, man. I don't know, man. I, I get it. I no, get it. I'll say
2: – yeah, Gareth Edwards, you did a great job with uh, – whoever did the design on this creature, fantastic. You did a great job. He looked great. The roar sounded wonderful. I wish I would have got a lot more of it. That's all I have to say. Fuck it.
3: Yeah. No, I, I get you. I get you totally. Like, I'm not against it. Um there's some movies you enjoy and some movies you don't, you know, and this didn't, you know, I, I agree that this didn't bring what exactly, um, you know, I was hoping for out of the acting and stuff like that. There was a lot of fallbacks, but I had fun. That's it. Like it was just a stupid guilty pleasure. It's like when you like fucking early Madonna, you don't really like Madonna, but you like her early stuff in the eighties cause it was catchy. That's it. That's, that's all it was for me.
1: It's just like you almost see as much Godzilla in this movie as you see in that car commercial.
2: <laughs> yeah, just watch the
1: car commercial twice.
2: Yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, exactly. Watch the car commercial twice, you get the same movie. <laughs> no, I mean, I I wanted okay, you. I wanted more Godzilla. That's all I wanted. They had ample time to do it. I mentioned that they they filmed in Japan. They filmed in uh, Las Vegas. You know they filmed they filmed the final scene. You know by the Golden Great Bridge and everything. You had plenty of time. You had three. St- you had three different times where you could have had awesome action sequences, and they kept teasing the character. A movie called Godzilla. You need to feature Godzilla. I don't know how many times I have to say it, but I just didn't get enough Godzilla. And and I just got stale wooding acting the whole time. And I just didn't I – I didn't have fun. I didn't have fun watching Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, you know, showing up uh, in all these places that Godzilla's at. And I just didn't have fun watching him, I don't know, travel all over and, and watching him react or not react to his father dying.
5: Yeah,
2: I just – this was not fun. I I, 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 if you were a kid and you watched this movie and you had fun watching it, that's awesome. But when I was a kid, if I were to watch this movie, it, it doesn't invoke the same – they compared this to Jaws. Jaws as a kid, it wasn't a fun movie for me, but it scared the shit out of me, and that's what stuck with me. Mm-hmm. This movie didn't even scare me at all. The only part that scared me was when that little kid was going about to fall off the subway train. Right. I was worried about that little kid falling off. That's it. Nothing else scared me in this movie. Mm-hmm. It just didn't do anything because I didn't see enough of him. I understand that you're wanting to build up this thing, but man, I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted more Godzilla. I, I feel like I paid. I feel like I paid for a premium ticket, and I got a lackluster film. Do you think, from a financial point of view?
4: it was rigged together with Brian Cranston and basically was not a whole lot more than a glorified cameo and enough teases of the monster to try to simply generate interest in a sequel to eke more money out of people.
2: Well, okay, here's the thing. Um, Gareth Edwards has already said that, um, he, where is it here? Um, I have this information somewhere that he made this with the thought that this was kind of like a he he doesn't make he didn't make this movie with the thoughts of making a sequel in the future like this could be like a, just a one-shot story but uh, apparently if it does well, you know, they they may do a sequel. It's not really up to him. They could get another director, which I hope they do. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, which I th- I hope they bring in Guillermo de Toro.
4: That'd be excellent
2: to direct a second one because this thing of him being totally gun-shy with the main attraction of yeah. the film simply pisses me off. Simp- it just annoys the shit out of me. This, but, is, this is not your monster $400,000 budget movie where you don't want to blow your whole load uh, early on in the movie so that way you don't have enough money left to, to show off your amazing monster at the end of the film. No, this is Godzilla. We need more Godzilla throughout the entire movie. People want to see action. You don't. You don't go to a Godzilla movie wanting to see, you know, an hour and forty-five minutes of Aaron Taylor Johnson running around the globe. Fuck that shit,
1: Brian. I got some good news for you.
2: Talk to me, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I, just,
1: <laughs> I just went online to on my phone to see how much it made this weekend, and the headline is: Surprise, Godzilla 2 is happening. Yeah. Oh. Now, it says the decision has been made by Legendary Pictures and Warner Brothers to officially move forward with Godzilla 2. I thought they're not together anymore, you said at the beginning of the uh,
2: – Warner Brothers what is not it? with Legendary. They are actually with Universal now. Well, their, they- their deal expired after this film. Actually, I thought it expired after um, – I thought it expired after Man of Steel, but apparently this was the last movie. Um, this is Warner Brothers. I'm correct. That Warner Brothers funded 75% of this film and then Legendary did the other 25%, I believe.
1: It did 93.2 million here and uh, 103 million internationally. So it's like, it's a hit.
2: Yeah, it's doing well. Um, I'm not disputing that. And I'm in the minority. I don't know why everybody, like, Jay, I don't know why you're getting upset. I'm in the minority. I'm the um, one who should be like defending himself. I mean, 72% for the critics, 79% for the audience. That There's only 20%, 21% of the audience that did not like this film on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm in the minority. If anybody's going to be coming down on somebody, it's me. People are going to be like, Brian, I, I can't believe you tossed this movie. But I, fuck that. This, uh, this is my fucking opinion. I fucking tossed the movie. Yeah. but. Yeah, so we are, we are. So it's 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 been. So a sequel has been green-lighted. Is that what you're saying, John?
1: I'm looking at it right now, and it says probably having something to do with the fact that Godzilla trampled its competition at the box office this weekend. The decision has been made by Legendary Pictures and Warner Brothers to officially go forward with Godzilla Two.
2: What's the competition? What else came out? Right. <laughs> oh, <I don't> know. <laughs> you know, Neighbors came out last weekend. What the right. fuck else came out? Oh yeah, we stopped the Rio too. Boom. (laughs) No, but honestly, I mean, I'm not. But John, I mean, uh, who's the source?
1: Oh, uh, it's IGN.
2: Okay. Well, okay. So yeah, it looks like uh, looks like there's going to be a sequel. Um,
4: You know, it just sucks that. I mean, I know it all has to boil down to money, but you know, you see this disturbing trend going not only through movies but also video games like you come down to things like call of duty that are now annual releases yeah there's no content there right the only reason anybody buys them is because it's the in thing that's what everybody's going to be playing and they abandon all the old shit to get to the new
2: <laughs> I take this. all right hey let's take a break we'll come back real quick we're going to talk uh, a little bit more godzilla and then we'll do some news sorry Hey, we're back. We're going to finish up our Godzilla talk. Uh, Just some wrap up kind of shit. So, uh, what we're going to talk about is uh, uh, the Godzilla. um, Let's see here. Is it? uh, Yeah, the Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover talk. People have been talking about this because at WonderCon 2013, Guillermo del Toro expressed enthusiasm for a potential crossover between Godzilla and del Toro's Pacific Rim which is another Legendary Pictures Kaiju film, but stressed that no such plans are in place. In an interview at the 2013 San Diego Comic-Con, Edwards expressed an interest in making a sequel that uses the Monster Island concept used in Destroy All Monsters. Now, Stephen Weintraub of Collider, he talked with legendary CEO Thomas Tull, and he asked them if there ever would be a Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover movie. Stephen said, so I have to ask you, as a fan of another universe that you helped create and a fan of this universe that you're hope- hoping to reboot, if you will, is it possible that the world of Pacific Rim and Godzilla are the same world, or are they completely different? To which... Thomas Toll replied and said, they're completely different worlds. Hmm. So I think that was, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting.
3: They would work well together, you know, don't to- you think?
2: Totally different tones, though. From totally like different
3: tones, but bringing the kaiju in, you know, and like they are they're the constant, you know, they keep coming back, keep
2: coming back. And why would Godzilla still be there? The reason I say different tones is because in the... Pacific Rim movie, you had humanity that had, like, technology and resources that were able to battle against these kaiju. Yeah. But when you watch the Godzilla movie, nothing they had was able to stop the MOTUs. Nothing was able to stop Godzilla. Right. Uh, But, you know, in Pacific Rim, you know, clearly they had these Jaegers that were able to take on these, you know, gigantic beasts. Mm -hmm. You'd have to discredit one or the other
4: because they've already established canon in each one for what's happened in the past.
5: Yeah.
4: Uh, At the beginning of Pacific Rim, when he's doing the monologue, he talks about when the first one came ashore. And it wasn't like six days it took for them to take it down with missiles and rockets. Yeah. Not once was it said that they were fighting amongst themselves. So And they would never once said anything about that, you know, to ever being there at a time. There would have had to have been something established. They wouldn't have just left that out.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would be a cheap way to kind of, like, sequelize this, I right. guess,
2: yeah. Uh, I Am Rogue, they asked uh, Thomas Tull about Pacific Room 2, and Thomas said, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We're very close with Guillermo. Del Toro. He's doing Crimson Peak for us right now. With the amount of money that we did on Pacific Rim, over $400 million, it didn't quite hit our expectations, but it did better than a lot of the other films. If there's another great story to tell with Guillermo, then we're all over it because we think it's really hard to create one of these things from scratch. That movie did really well on home video and merchandise, and it certainly has a big international following. We're not just going to do Pacific Rim 2 just to do it, Right now, we're talking to Guillermo del Toro. If we can crack the story, we all think it's great, and it's him at the helm, then it's fantastic. But right now, there's nothing going on officially to proclaim. So they're not even talking about a Pacific Rim sequel, let alone a Pacific Rim Godzilla crossover. I think what sold this movie, the Godzilla movie, is the fact that it is from the Godzilla franchise. What hurt Pacific Rim is that it's an original property that nobody had any ties to before. Yeah.
4: Yeah. If anything, they need to do other outlets, either need to put out some kind of a comic.
2: Yeah, because uh, you know people reading comics right now, right, Frank? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. Bullshit. People... <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody reading comics except for me and Jay and Jay.
4: Well, I mean like a something, a graphic novel, a short on the internet, something. There needs to be other things, but –
2: They're trying that with Dread sequel. Nobody's, nobody's. There's only like the small core group that really want to see a Dread sequel. Which Dread was a great movie, Pacific Rim, in my opinion. John, what's your, what's your, what's your views on Pacific Rim?
1: I, like I said earlier, I loved Pacific Rim. I left the theater just happy as hell. Uh, I also signed the petition for the Dread two, sequel. Me too. I I think it was a change.org as well. Uh, I definitely signed that. But Pacific Rim and Godzilla, I don't see how you – like you said, you'd have to completely discredit an origin. It's established. Like where was Godzilla during Pacific Rim if that is in the same world? I don't see how that would work, but I would love to see it happen.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like I don't see these two worlds being even remotely close. But Mm -hmm. yeah, just the – I guess the glutton in me would love to see – yeah. Fucking Guillermo del Toro at the home of a uh, Godzilla Pacific Rim co- crossover. Right.
1: Just give me two hours of of an Island of Monsters where there's Jaegers, Godzilla, Kaiju, just everyone going at it, right. and I'll be very happy.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just give it to me, man. Just seriously, like what? this is like this is like you're at the strip club and the dancer says, "Yeah, touching is allowed."
4: <laughs> the, the strippers again,
1: man. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's a good Rim analogy. First came out. Guillermo del Toro, uh, I read, said that his idea for a sequel would be that at the end of Pacific Rim, there's that big explosion in the kaiju world. And what would happen is that they would get um, the Jaeger tech and come back as half Jaeger, half kaiju. Mm
5: -hmm. And
1: that sounds like a lot of fun.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure.
4: For sure. But the only thing I wouldn't want to see is because that movie was so good is just them trying to extend the story, having something off the wall happen like the Matrix trilogy, where the movie was great, and then those uh, short cartoons that came out right before the second movie came out, Mm -hmm. those were good, Mm -hmm. but then the actual sequels to the movie itself were horrible.
2: The problem with that, though, Frank, was that the Wachowskis actually said that the Matrix was supposed to be a standalone film. Right. There were not supposed to be sequels. Yeah so when uh I think it was uh was it Warner Brothers that did or was it universal that did uh mm-hmm. or par who the fuck did Who the fuck did the matrix? I feel like it was Paramount, but Is <laughs> it Paramount? Could be wrong. <laughs> Shit, it could have been Warner Brothers Paramount. I think it was Warner Brothers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Universal? It was Warner Brothers because they had that,
3: yeah. Okay, they had the glyphs going yeah. down. Yeah. So it's
2: Warner Brothers. Yeah. Like Warner Brothers thought right, thought yeah. that this was a cash cow and they're like, "Oh no, we we need this to be a trilogy." And like the Wachowskis like they pretty much had this wrapped up in one movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was supposed to be just one movie. Um Just like, uh, you know, like Cloud Atlas. Who wants to see a Cloud Atlas sequel? I don't.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Right.
2: You know?
3: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want to g- see Godzilla sequelized in that regards. Yeah. Like, we don't really have a plan, but we're going to go ahead and do this because Godzilla's in it. And y- we know you're going to go see it because it did so much money. But that's how
4: they're
2: producing Days of Futures Past, right? Mm. <laughs>
4: Just yeah. Just kind of slapping it together as they go along.
2: Kind of. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I'm still looking yeah. forward to this one now after the critics' reaction. Yeah. I'm still I, looking I agree, Brian. Hearing
1: those, seeing all those tweets and everything was very encouraging.
2: Absolutely, man. And I was shitting all over this movie. Shitting all over this movie. <laughs> I you. heard. Yeah, I know you heard. You listen every week. And I was shitting all over this movie. But you've got Collider. You've got Latino Review. And you've got other critics. And, and these are critics. These aren't people that are... Plants by the studios to get on Fandango and all these sites and things like that, and just tweet and rave about this movie that they just saw. No, these are real critics.
3: Yeah, critics that do nothing but like talk about this culture and are in this culture. It's not just some critic. It's right. not just somebody that's like a normal critic that's like I fucking don't like. Right. This.
2: They watched the movie and they had a good time. they were watching like, hey it.
3: guys, we like this.
2: I'm actually looking for now. Yeah. Now I think honestly, I think that like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is my most anticipated film at this moment. Followed by X Men: Days of Future Past. Fuck me, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Call me a fucking hypocrite. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I just make. You know what? I just go. I just go with the changes. You can change your mind. I'm t- totally changing my mind. I can't wait for X Men: Days of Future Past. <laughs> yeah. I'm I need with a- you
1: on that, Brian. But I think you missed uh, Planet of the Apes sequel. That's also going to be. Uh, oh
2: yeah. it's going to be fucking awesome. In. Oh, you're right. You're right, John. No, no, no. Maybe maybe what they'll do in Planet of the Apes is we'll get to see a bunch of like <laughs> the, the human characters for the first hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> the, the, and then the last last fifteen minutes we'll get to finally see it. the apes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they you just know. burned me so bad with X Men United because the the only The co- last stand. Oh, the last stand, sorry. Yeah. Uh
2: yeah. Uh, if you're going to mention the movie, at least get the fucking <laughs> title. Right.
4: Well, it was horrible. It was, was memorable. Like, hey,
2: Frank, how's our rating system go?
4: <laughs> it goes wrong. <laughs> what if you like it, you... Would move. <laughs> no. Uh, but... Um. <laughs>
2: Oh shit! I completely you lost your, I you. Lost, you uh-huh. lost your train of thought. It's okay. It happens. No, I'm the just derail. I know. I do that sometimes. You know. I'm, yeah. I'm just hoping that Planet of the Apes they take a page from this amazing Godzilla movie. <laughs> what? And more humans, less apes. You call yeah, it sure. Planet of the Apes, uh, yeah. but let's let's get some human interaction in here. Let's not make it about those fucking <laughs> apes. That's silly. That's <laughs> bullshit.
1: Well, that could have been the argument for the first one, but you
3: like the first one, right?
2: Oh, I love the first one. Yeah, first one was great, excellent. Yeah, love the first one. Looking Tupperware, that shit. Yeah,
3: this Absolutely. is definitely anticipating the second one for sure.
1: <laughs> but yeah, th- that one and Guardians are my two next ones that I'm. I mean, I'm gonna go see X Men, but you know. I know you guys have much more invested in that having been long time comic book readers.
3: Yeah. That that's the problem. Like maybe if we weren't we'd be more into what they were trying to shove
2: down our throats, but it feels like it's very shoved down your throat. Yeah. I'm not saying I want a direct adaptation of Days of Future past the comic book. Yeah, because I don't. No. That'd they be just impossible.
4: butchered the Phoenix saga so bad that I really worry about this big event.
2: The problem with X-Men Last Stand is that what they did was they took, like, three different X-Men stories and put it into the same movie. Yeah. You've got, you know, you've got parts of Days of Future Past, parts of the Phoenix Saga, parts of Weapon X, and it's like, here it all
3: is. (laughs) And it should have just been the Phoenix Saga after X-Men
2: 2, and you see the Phoenix over the water, you're like,
3: oh, fuck yeah, Phoenix Saga. Right, Yeah. No, not at all. Right.
4: (laughs) I mean, to to watch the cartoon off of Netflix, that that would be so much better
2: oh the cartoon yeah it yeah. was
3: fantastic it was
2: awesome so yeah godzilla's doing well though uh, The film made 9.3 million domestically at late night screenings the day before its release the second highest for a 2014 film so far and one of the best late night openings for a non-sequel it made 38.5 million domestically and 20 million on international box office on the, on friday may 16th so Godzilla's doing pretty good I don't know if it has staying power what's up John
1: do you think it's do you think it's because in this uh, Godzilla film we get to see Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch make out <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think they're going to see that anyway. <laughs> I God, I hope not. <laughs> well, maybe. Not an Avengers Age of Ultron. They're brother and sister. Jesus Christ, Jay. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well,
3: it's borrowed heavily from the Ultimates, though. The Ultimate storyline, where they very well were incestuous oh, brother God. and sister. We, yeah. yeah I didn't follow. I thing. see. I didn't really
2: follow, though, the Ultimate yeah, well, universe. Well, it's probably better that way. <laughs>
4: wow. It kind of moves into Game of Thrones territory.
2: Game of territory Thrones territory. There. There. A little bit. Yeah. A yeah, little bit. Cr- creepy. Creepy. <laughs>
3: Hopefully, there's more chemistry though. I do agree with you guys. On
2: Seriously, that. go. If if there was in Godzilla, if we would have seen Godzilla Dick, I would have Tupperware'd it.
4: <laughs> I think the only thing that would have saved this for you is if he would have popped out of the screen on 3D and gave you a mushroom tattoo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, I'm sorry, I'm I'm in the minority with this, and I know that our listeners are probably going to come down pretty heavy on me about this, and that's fine. But I got to toss it. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad that everybody else had a good time at the movie theater and enjoyed it. But yeah, got to toss this one. So yeah,
3: that's cool. That's 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 fine. Popcorn. I gave it a
4: taste,
1: it, but I I will say I was pretty let down. Okay, but still enjoyed enough of it
2: that I I couldn't possibly toss it. God, I'm that asshole.
3: Well, I mean, not really, not really. I mean, he's saying the same thing I think I'm saying is that, yeah, it wasn't as good as, it's, you know, your your greatest wishes and dreams. Like, it's not, it's not. Right, but I think it, it's
1: a, I think it's a marketing issue because I've been looking forward to this now for three months. If if it just came out and I saw it with none of the trailers, I might be going crazy for this movie, you know. Right, right. But everything was spoiled. Like I, I'd seen that we didn't even talk about that Halo jump when they're jumping and you go to the point of view of the soldier and he and he flies down past Godzilla. That was amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of the cinematography, like I said, was like human perspective, like ground level point of view. I think that 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 alone was fucking great, but. They did ruin it. I mean, they yeah. ruined it with all the trailers. It was totally ruined. Gareth
1: movie. Edwards said he wanted to have every shot of the movie to exist where there could physically be someone holding a
3: camera. Yeah. And they did that. They they pulled oh, yeah, it, they off nailed it. And and it was totally ruined by the trailers.
2: Yeah. Oh man. All right. Yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs>
3: <I> who <laughs> who was the only guy that said Godzilla? oh it was ken watanabe yeah the asian guy yeah (laughs) but
4: i did did notice that right after brian cranston died they had that uh map up and they were where they were tracking godzilla and they actually had it spelled gojira
3: oh did they yeah okay i I didn't see that okay
1: well yeah in the comic books i actually have a panel out because i was going to comment on that they they, it's it's gojira the whole time and i'm reading this and, and i'm going wow i pretty racist in my hair gojira
5: gojira <laughs> yeah,
1: g-o-j-i-r-a and that's right. why they call them the entire comic right but that's
3: the original name yeah. yeah yeah
1: and what did it stand for uh a whale whale bear
3: yeah what some, did they say in the film yeah i i don't remember exactly but yeah it was something like that
2: oh well, this movie was a bear to watch <laughs> <laughs> such a bear <laughs> Oh man! Anybody have any final thoughts on Godzilla before we <laughs> before we break? Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. I know you got to be leaving us because you're sweating bullets, and your, your, yep. you're is you're in your basement.
1: No, I'm in. I'm on the third floor, which is the problem. I wish I was in my
3: basement. Get some right. heat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah, I'm glad. I'm sorry about the whole fiasco with the Batman Superman talk, but. Uh,
1: that's okay. I, I got to experience it. Right. So you listen, it right?
2: Right. Yeah. So,
1: all right. But, and you um, know my ratings on that if you wanted to give them out and see what Frank does this time around.
2: Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe Frank will change his. <laughs> Anything is possible. So, all right. Yeah, we'll let you go. We'll come back. We're going to do our new segment, and then we're going to wrap up the show. But, yeah, John, thanks a lot for joining us. We can do this again sometime if you'd like. Thank
1: you, guys. It was a lot of fun. I'd love to.
2: All right. Sounds awesome. All right, man. You take care.
1: Take care, guys. See ya. And bye,
2: bye, bye. Hey, and we're back. Uh, welcome back to Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, we're gonna do our news segment. Uh, we had part of our news segment recorded, and uh, unfortunately, we lost that. And you guys really missed it because it was pretty awesome. Um, we had already talked about the uh, Batman, uh, the bat suit, and the uh, Batmobile. But uh, we are. G- I think we. If we have time, we'll finish with that. We've got to. We've got to at least give our ratings. We got to talk that. about it. Yeah, John's not with us. John had to take off. Uh, but uh, it's uh, Frank, Jay, and myself. Yes. So here we go. Uh, you guys want to talk? Uh, we've, got, we've got a couple things to talk about here. Definitely want to talk about some Star Wars news. We'll finish it up with the Batman stuff, and then we'll finish the show. But um, let's talk about Star Wars. Uh, Star
3: Wars.
2: So. There are two female actresses that are being rumored for Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, one that we talked about on a previous podcast was uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers. And so it looks like she might actually be in the film. Yeah. Uh, the other is an actress uh, – this is a new rumor, Katie Jarvis, who's best known for a movie called uh, Fish Tank that stars uh, Michael Fassbender. And uh, Fish Tank, that film, was made in 2009 – and the interesting thing is is that she has not starred in anything since that film. Right. So it's kind of, kind of odd that, you know, like apparently, especially after this Fish Tank movie, she was kind of like a, a big deal. And everybody was kind of going crazy about her, and she kind of dropped off the face of the planet. So it's kind of weird that, you know, five years later... Yeah, she's being talked about as a uh, as possible lead in Star Wars Episode Seven. Kind of with both of these actresses, there's
3: not really a lot you know to go on with either of them. So pretty
2: much the entire cast, honestly, yeah. when you think about it now. Yeah, besides TV and some other things, right? Yeah,
4: but that's a good thing. They don't need the draw of a name,
2: right? Yeah, but on the flip side, these people do need to. They do need to uh, sell themselves you know in these new movies i mean we're talking about star wars episode seven here
3: yeah you gotta think you gotta wonder what jj J. abrams saw in these characters that right. we didn't
2: see right you now from
3: their previous work which isn't a lot
2: so. right yeah i i think it i think he's taking this movie back to its roots like hey you know we get need to get some unknowns some people that you know that aren't well-known faces that we haven't seen before and let's throw them in a star wars movie and let's just watch the magic unfold yeah um it's a huge task to take on when you're when you're when you're wanting to get the same feeling that you had as a kid watching the you know the uh, the original trilogy yeah trying to duplicate that in this day and age is going to be rough i mean this ain't the late 70s this ain't the 80s anymore we've seen it all like i said you know i'm spoiled i've seen it all yeah godzilla didn't do it for me i've i've seen it all at this point i've seen i've seen all the cg i i, I can see You know, I mean, The Matrix has spoiled me. Terminator Two spoiled me as a kid. Transformers, Michael Bay's fucking, you know, you know, fucking uh, special effects porn has spoiled me. Yeah, I want to see a character-driven story mixed in with practical effects and some fucking amazing imagery with CGI. I want to see it. I want it all. Yeah, I don't want to go into this, like you said, we were talking about earlier off air, like the the prequels when you watched uh, Phantom Menace. Right. pretty much the entire movie put you to sleep frank until you watched the darth Maul fight yeah
4: yeah the two of them the one on uh right. tatooine and also the one uh at the very end
2: yeah and we don't want that from this film no, no we know. we want to be engaged the entire movie i want this to be a character driven story driven i want the thematics to be there i want the theme to be there of the original you know movies and and i just want this to be I want this to be everything I've ever wanted in a Star Wars movie.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: I think it'll help because, uh, like you guys talked about last week, I think it was how we're dealing with a a cast of people that aren't drop dead gorgeous. They're not yeah. ultimately attractive, right? And really, even when he was young, Mark Hamill was not,
2: you know. Drop dead gorgeous or anything like that. It right. Was normal. He's not doing any Calvin Klein ass. Right, exactly. But he's not yeah. a bad looking guy either. Right, he's just like the everyman. Exactly. And
4: the fact that in, uh, in A New Hope where he's on this planet knows that he's meant for something more, especially as kids, like we can connect to that. Yeah. We, we all know that we want to do something great. Right. And he's older
2: and You know, not realizing his potential, and he knows it. See, that's the problem I have with horror movies these days. Like, horror movies back in the day, just had regular-looking people that were going around getting killed and stuff like that. Now you watch a horror movie, it's like they've got Calvin Klein model ads, Abercrombie and Fitch motherfuckers. Everybody looks like Zac Efron, and they're running around getting killed. Half of the fun is watching these beautiful people get killed. Yeah. I personally, I'm just like, thank yeah, kill him and his fucking, <laughs> yeah. kill that motherfucker and his chiseled abs. Yeah. You know why? Because I don't look like that son of a bitch. He doesn't know life, right? <laughs> he you doesn't know? know what it's like to suffer. Kill that Photoshop motherfucker, right? right. He's had it too good for too long. Right. I hope Jason does cut his head off. <laughs> you know, it's well, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and I, I,
3: I, I think that's some of. uh I, I think we need that. I think we need a refresher from all the stuff we've seen. Even, like, I love Avengers, but even from stuff like Avengers, where it's, like, over-the-top CGI stuff going on, even though that had a good uh, uh, character development thing going on. But I, I think we've had too much of that. And I think Godzilla is even kind of proof of that. Like, it's kind of a burnout thing at this point, where it's like, we've seen so much of what you can do with technology. Go back to the characters. And I think... You yeah. know, we talked about Interstellar, which people don't get to hear about. But fortunate, but God, I, you
2: oh <laughs> man, yeah. you went there. God, I know. I mean, I wish that. Gosh, that was so good. Yeah. We had a conversation about Interstellar after the Batman suit because we were talking about the Nolan movies. Yeah, and my God, that was just. You guys are really missing out. Yeah, John Woods can attest to this. He, <laughs> he heard it. He was part of the match. He's living proof. But He's living proof. I, I think that's kind of why,
3: like, I'm so excited about something like Interstellar is because it kind of takes it back to. Like, it's not so much about special effects. It's about these these characters, the yeah. story.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're watching 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. And for its time, it, the effects were amazing and yeah. stuff like that. But what keeps people invested in that movie? Yeah. Oh, right. it's... The theme, yeah, it's the science fiction, like the deep message of that movie. That's what keeps that movie even propelling it now, where people are talking about that in film classes today. Right, right. Okay, uh, nobody's sitting back in a film class right now talking about the amazing portrayal of Jar Jar Banks. <laughs>
3: yeah, right, <laughs> right. For what it was, which was revolutionary.
2: Yeah, but but nobody's talking about. It. Th- okay, what was the movie that uh, the the movie that won special effects? the year before star wars won the special effects awards yeah, back in star wars won it in 1977 can you name the movie that won the special effects awards in 1976 no idea
4: i can't name you any movie that came out in 1976
2: yeah. uh that's two years before i was born 1976 rocky maybe
3: maybe the first rocky
2: yeah rocky won picture of the year in 76 yeah, yeah it was bicentennial year yeah, Rocky did win the picture. I saw that real young. Yeah. yeah, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: but I think that's what it is. I think. Uh, <laughs> 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 Fuck
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> Become the shit filter for the show. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're never gonna be on the show. Again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I, I was thinking about this a lot about after seeing Godzilla. I think. I think a lot of what people are, you know, disappointed by in movies that are coming out right now is that it's we've seen that. We've seen so much of it at this point that nothing's shocking, nothing's really going to be amazing necessarily. Um as far as like that stuff goes, if if you don't have that really good uh story and acting from the human element. Yeah. We want the human element. No, like, We're human beings. The so. thing
2: is about the Godzilla movie is like I think the theme was really – I thought the theme was cool. The theme is cool. It's just the execution from the actual characters and the actors in this movie and the dialogue. The execution was not great. I'll be honest with you. I love Pacific Rim. Why? Because it was eye candy. It was all there. It was all there. They gave me all the eye candy I want. Was it a shallow story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very cookie cutter. Nothing deep about it. Very shallow. But you know what? That's what I wanted to see. Right. I wanted to see a blockbuster with just, just me eating popcorn, sitting there and being watching monsters beat the shit out of each other. Right. You it know served what? its
5: purpose. Exactly. It didn't
2: have to be rich with content. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's kind of what jaded me on Godzilla. Right. Okay.
3: I think that clears up a shit ton with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that clears up a lot.
2: So uh, totally. I get you. I, 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 I get you. Yeah. I just, uh, what we want to see from Star Wars is we want to see everything, every element that they can incorporate into this movie I want to see an, I want to see emotional scenes I want to see a character driven story I want to see a theme that carries over from the original trilogy into this film yeah I want it all I want the whole package and if something's missing I'm not going to be totally invested in this new trilogy that they plan on putting out I want to see practical effects just like I saw in the original trilogy plus I want to see some really amazing eye candy when it comes to special effects yeah I want the whole shebang. Is that too much for me to ask? No, it's not. This is fucking Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars is supposed to be revolutionary. Okay? I understand people have a problem with fucking Avatar. Yeah, the story takes from every fucking movie out there. You got a little bit of the uh, fucking Last Samurai in there. You got a little bit of uh, uh, fucking uh, Star Wars as far as the special effects goes. Yeah, You've got – it pulls – nothing is an original concept. Right. It Even pu- Dancing with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. It pulls from all these stories. The story's not – but the visuals, amazing. Right. I mean they created a, a brand new world when it comes to uh, Pandora. Pandora's a brand new world, and the way it looked in 3D was amazing. <coughs> that was revolutionary on the one aspect. I want Star Wars to deliver in every aspect. Yeah, Visually, thematically, characters, and story. Everything should be hitting on all cylinders. They need to do this right. And um, that's the biggest unknown because we are working with actors and actresses that we haven't seen in a lot. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. She did Blue Season. Not much. Five minute short film. Yeah. You know?
3: And she's going to be a
2: main character.
3: Main character.
2: And you've got Katie Jarvis, who she was in one movie with Michael Fassbender, Fish Tank. Back in two thousand nine hasn't acted since. Yeah. Guys, this is this is a huge question mark. I mean, part of me is like the unknown is like what makes me like gravitate towards like I can't wait to see this movie, but part of it scares the shit out of me. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. For so sure. I think
2: until we see that first trailer, we are gonna be a little bit uh we're gonna have some trepidation about Star Wars episode seven. Yeah.
3: I, I I want it to look
2: real. I don't want my CGI to be CGI. Yeah. Well, how did you feel when you watched episode one and you've got Yoda and he's completely a Muppet? Yeah. And then you go to episode two and now he's CGI. Yeah. Was that a little...
3: It was jarring. A little It was little totally bit. jarring. A um, little
2: jarring Binks. Yeah. I got used to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got used to it after the third film yeah. where I was used to it and I, and I saw him in action. I was yeah. like, that's
2: fucking cool. I do remember being in the theater though and fucking watching uh, him flip around with the lightsaber. I was impressed. Fight the Emperor, yeah, that, that was pretty big. That was fun. I, I remember people in my theater like, yeah, it was a fist pump, man. Right? Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. cool.
3: And you couldn't do that
2: with a Muppet. so no, you can't.
3: You no. know, I understand that. But like when I see a Star Destroyer, I'd rather probably see the model than the actual CGI yeah, interpretation yeah. of it. You know, all the flight scenes just seemed very video game, right? And i i, I don't think that <clears throat> I don't think that the the guys that make these movies really understand that the people playing these video games on like PlayStation three, four, Xbox One, all that shit. We've seen
2: it. We've already seen what you're doing, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: it's nothing new. It yeah. does not impress
2: us. Yeah, um, <laughs> Frank, you're playing Titanfall, right? Yep, absolutely. It's the only
4: first person shooter game I'm actually good at. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, you can say that, like, with games like Halo, Mass Effect, Titanfall, you've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, Don't you, when you think of Star Wars and when it came out in, you know, 77, that's before I was even born, but like, when it came out and audiences watched this, they had never seen anything like this on this level before. Right. George Lucas just fucking blew him away. Are we gonna, uh, that's what you, that's what you expect from Star Wars. Star Wars is like the, that's like, that's what you, that's what you try to be. You, you, you try to get to that level of Star Wars. You know, and I mean, I think that's what they tried to do with the prequels is like they tried to make it like the CGI overload. Yeah. But like that final battle between the Gungans and the fucking like the little droids and stuff like that, that just looked, it, when you watch it now, I mean, those effects don't hold up.
3: No. It hold no sway either to Darth Maul versus Qui-Jon and, yes. and Obi-Wan. It right. hold no sway. Not right. At and all. that was not CGI. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and you, you could compare some of that battle to other things that were out around that time, like Return of the King. A, a massive battle on Fuck a huge yeah. scale yeah. that was done very well and didn't look cheesy at all.
2: Even the battle at Helm's Deep in the second Lord yeah. of the Rings film yeah. was Badass. amazing.
4: And there you have practical effects. You don't yeah. have all the CGI. No, you don't. Everything.
2: Absolutely not.
4: It, it just it ta- it's too much sometimes, and it takes you out of it. Right. So.
2: Yeah. I no. I totally agree. Um, I mean, yeah, like going back to episode one, like that final fight between Qui-Gon, you know, Obi-Wan and fucking Darth Maul, you know, something as uh small as just having like a force field come down between them. Huge and and, and, oh, yeah. and, and watching Qui-Gon Jin get down into this kind of like Zen. Pose where he is like you know uh, calling upon the force. God damn it! But the entire (laughs) chill. But the entire time you've got Darth Maul, who's this menacing, imposing force, this dark side fucking badass. And what is he doing? He's got a scowl on his face, and he's pacing from side to side like a panther does right before it attacks. It was. Amazing,
4: yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was so representative of their versions of the religion that right. Qui-Gon is serene and calm yes. in the face of all this eminent unknown danger. And you've got Darth Maul who's just a pissed off animal. <laughs> right. He's not yes. saying anything. He's not taunting him. He's just looking at him. He's staring through his soul. Right. telling him, I'm going
3: yeah. to utterly destroy you. I can't wait for you to get out of that forest. Oh, right.
4: <laughs> I'm going to have to go home and watch that. I know. have got chills going up the
3: back. But that scene alone is enough for you to fucking want to watch the yeah. movie. Right. Not the rest of not it. Not the exactly. rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck the rest of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Granted, Qui-Gon Jinn gets his ass handed to him. Yeah.
3: Right. <laughs> he does. He does. Oh, yeah.
2: man. When he gets knocked in the face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's over, man. You know, it's it's done. over. Done. It's over. Yeah. yeah. But, man, when Obi-Wan comes back, and he comes back with a fucking vengeance. Oh, kicks and, his know, fucking so ass. Totally. <laughs> exactly. But you guys notice, like, how that ties into the beauty of that scene, though, is, like, how it ties into Episode 4, A New Hope.
5: Yeah.
2: Right before Vader strikes Obi-Wan down. He gives in. He doesn't go on his knees like Qui-Gon, but you can tell he's in that same zen-like, uh, you know, right. pose. And he's like, he's ready. He's ready to become one with the force. He accepts his fate. Exactly.
3: I'm gonna cry again. It's funny. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I might too. Shit, man.
3: That's 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 awesome. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. But
2: something I always kind of wondered. That's what redeems that episode one for me. It does. Is that final episode
3: one? Yeah. Something
4: I always kind of wondered. And to watch Darth Maul fight, he was not only intimidating physically, but he also used the force to great effect. In oh, the battle,
2: yeah. Dar- the dark side.
4: Yes, and when he had Obi Wan dead to rights, he was hanging off of you know the edge of the pit. Yeah, and he couldn't tell what Obi Wan was getting ready to do. I mean, he was taunting him. He was slashing. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: You see the sparks fly right. off. Oh
4: man, that. And he's just.
3: I want to watch that. Yeah. Goddamn it! <laughs> and he's, he's looking
4: at him, and then Darth Maul gets his confused look on his face. Yeah, like why are you doing that? I think what it is is it's like they can't sense their own. And I don't. I mean, elaborate on that. Without any, uh, without any darkness, there can be no true light. Right. I think when Obi Wan saw Qui Gon die, he tapped into a little bit of rage. He tapped into a little bit of emotion instead of staying serene and calm, and that threw Darth Maul for a loop. He he couldn't. (laughs) He didn't expect it.
2: He didn't know what was coming. That's a damn good point. That is a good point. I've never heard that before. Yeah.
3: Well, we kind of talked about that, 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 that maybe Abrams is exploring the idea that good does not conquer evil, that good and evil always exist. Yeah, always. yeah.
4: They yeah. have to coexist yeah. or else there is no balance.
2: Right.
3: That's
4: a damn good point, Frank.
2: Drop that yeah, fucking is. hammer. Fucking reinvent
3: <laughs> myself.
2: This totally like reinvents like everything. Yeah.
3: I want to watch that movie but, again. But
2: <laughs> is Abram's going to be able to portray that on the screen so like we can actually understand it? That's the main thing That's because a like tough people call. are so used to like there's good, there's the the the, the force, then there's the dark side. Are they, is he going to be able to portray that on the screen? Cuz yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Is can, he going to is
3: Can you really tell a story where good ultimately overcomes evil and somebody right. not called bullshit on exactly. that? Exactly. Cuz it's not going to happen. Right. There's always
2: gray. Yeah.
3: That's a damn good point
2: Sometimes there's Fifty Shades of Grey
3: Sometimes Just
2: sometimes (laughs) Oh man Alright Back on the Star We're still on Star Wars That was fucking deep Frank
3: God that was fucking
2: deep (laughs) You might have redeemed yourself. Yeah, I might go. give you five minutes on another episode.
5: <laughs>
2: for sure. All right, guys. So a German website was at a Hasbro event. Uh, Hasbro, uh, of course, makes toys for Star Wars, Yeah, uh, which ultimately that makes them the luckiest toy company ever. Lucky bastards. Think about it. Yeah. Geez. Uh, so one of the rumors floating around the event was that the schedule for the movies was released. Mm-hmm. Here's how it goes. Uh, 2014... Uh, movies and shows, apparently. 2014, Rebels, which is the animated Lucasfilm cartoon that's going to be coming By out. By the Clone Wars, folks. Yes. Yep. Uh, 2015, we get episode 7. 2016, we get the Boba Fett solo film. Mm hmm. 2017, we get episode 8. 2018, we get a solo movie. Right. But that does not necessarily mean that this is about Han.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: It's just a solo film. Now, none of this is concrete either. Yeah. This is all rumored. This was just rumors that were floating around at this uh, Hasbro event, and the the news came from a German website uh, called Star Wars Union. Okay. All right. Uh, 2019, we get episode nine, mm-hmm. and then in 2020, there's a project that they're titling Red Five. Right. Okay. So once this rumor popped up on that German site called Star Wars Union, it was asked to be taken down. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> kind of weird. Well, yeah.
4: <laughs> Nothing screams more valid. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right, right. That's exactly kind of where I'm going. So a lot of people are speculating that this rumor could in fact be true. Um so what's We I guess we can talk about what the solo movie is, but I guess we're all kind of, you know, Thinking it's Han Solo, but, right? But uh, let's talk more about Red Five. So, what's Red Five about? So, there's already rumors that are starting to take shape about what is Red Five. Yeah, what the uh, fuck is it? Exactly. So, we're all familiar with Red Five. Yeah. All right. The rumors from Slash Film that I read, uh, they say it could be about a young. Sco- uh, they've got two different versions of what this could be, mm-hmm. and. Given you guys having a chance to think about this, if you have any you know speculation as to what Red 5 could be about, please let me know. But um, they said it could be about a young Luke Skywalker earning his stripes as a rebel pilot between Episodes 4 and 5. It could also be about a new fighter pilot who inherits Luke's legendary call sign Mm -hmm. in another era or the fact it would be released after Episode 9 – could mean it has a whole new spin entirely. Hmm. Uh, almost certainly, though, it would be a movie about X-Wing fighters going on missions. Right. That is pretty much... Yeah. That That's a definite... Yeah. If it's called Red 5, it's going to be about X-Wing fighters. Right. Is it going to be about Luke Skywalker again? Are we going to get another actor playing Luke Skywalker? Or um, are we going to get a new fighter pilot who inherits Luke's legendary call sign in another era? Or we're looking at 2014 we're getting a show called rebels it's an animated show could it be a red five animated show that's just about luke being red five and x-wing missions right that's my guess i'm thinking we're getting a show in 2020 called red five it's going to come out on the disney xd network it's going to be about luke skywalker flying around doing missions that's my guess what are you guys thinking
3: I, I I would agree with you. I I, I don't think that uh, there's no there's any reason to explore Red Five other than in kind of like a flashback kind of scenario. And you're not going to do that in like a live action film. So it's mm-hmm. probably going to be another animated film or series, which I think would be great. I, I wanna I wanna see more of the Red Five Squadron. They were legendary. Yeah. You know? And especially with somebody like Luke at the helm, I want to see that as well. You know, some more of that story. It'd be,
2: I think it'd be better explored in a series as opposed to an actual movie.
3: There's no yeah. reason to, yeah, there's nothing to focus on there. Right. You know, you had, uh, I mean, they, they were talking about we wanted to bring back Wedge Antilles. Yeah. And that actor refused. But that doesn't give me enough reason to say, like, we need a feature film on what Wedge Antilles or his ancestors are doing in Red 5. I I don't know. I I think it would probably be a cartoon. I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, it was one of those things, like, when you
2: saw the original movies, you're like, fuck, I love Red 5. I don't think that they're going to go to live-action TV shows. I I think that that's not going to be – I think they're going to stay away from live-action TV. I think that's more of the Star Trek route. Yeah. And I think they're going to stay away from live-action TV. I think if they're going to do any shows, it's going to be – Animated, yeah, like Clone Wars, like Rebels, and they're great.
3: I mean, you you couldn't sure. really do that on a live action budget. Like and this TV is going to be
2: canon, so it'll be neat to see yeah. if they if they do it that way. What what do you think, it Frank?
4: I'm uh, I'm just hoping that they've got enough material to make it worth watching. I mean, uh, they'd have to have him do things. You know, other than just the X-Wing squadron or else, I th- I think that might get a little bit stale after a time. I don't know how long it would take.
2: I mean, yeah. it just depends on what they've got. But, I mean, they're going to have to get out of the ship sooner or later. Uh, but, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, what's the best part of, like, watching, like, some of the Star Wars movies is, like, the space battles. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, like, I mean – God, I mean, just to see like, uh, the point of view of like Luke Skywalker in a fucking X-Wing, in a 3D movie, would be fantastic. Give me fucking two hours of Luke Skywalker. How did he earn that? Right.
3: Right. How did he become the squadron? But who's going to
2: play Mark Hamill in a live action movie?
3: Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and see there, that's <laughs> not going to
4: happen. The idea that scares me too because <laughs> of the CGI factor. It would just become so overwhelming that that would be the draw. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's what's weird though. It works well in a cartoon, but it doesn't work well in a CGI. Right. Because they're yeah. trying to portray it as real. But when you're watching the cartoons, you're like, this is a cartoon, dude. Yeah. Right. I don't care. But I, I do want to hear this story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I, I'm that out of all those things. Like, I, I can, ex- I expect everything that they have here. Of course, you know they've been talking about rebels. Of course, we know we're going to get episodes seven, eight, and nine. And uh, everybody's been talking about a Boba Fett and a solo film. Yeah, the one that really stuck out was 2020 Red Five. Yeah, is that going to be an actual movie, or are they going to are they going to do an animated cartoon? Yeah, I've, I've gotta think that this has gotta be a, this has gotta be a series, a cartoon series. Yeah.
3: Especially since it pertains so much to the original trilogy that we know. Right. You know, Red 5 has nothing to do with the prequels or anything else anyone knows about. Right. Right. So like, you know, like I said, why, why not explore like how Luke got into the
2: position of the leader of Red 5. What made him the great star
3: pilot? You
2: know, The only thing I can think of is maybe that, like, okay, let's say we get episode 7, 8, and then episode 9, Luke dies. Okay. And they want to explore his character a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe come out with a Red 5. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, guys, this is all speculation. It's possible, or it could be one of his offspring, it could be about them, they, them, and like they said, inheriting the call sign.
3: Because that's always been the thing. Like Vader had it. Your father was right. a great star
2: pilot. You're a great right. star pilot. Right, yeah. Your son,
3: right. daughter, whoever it is, yeah, yeah, is also a great. They star
2: might pilot. not. Ex- they might not want to explore more Luke Skywalker and kind of like taint everybody's vision of that character anymore they might you know like oh if we screw this up you know we don't want fanboys to come down on us so we'll give we'll give it to some random guy who you know what i mean i don't know
3: it's true though but if 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 the rumors are also true that they're gonna uh really amp up han solo's character where he's going to be a major player rather than luke right it might be a possibility that they explore that a little a little further how they parallel each other even though Han is not a Jedi. He is just as much a redeeming character as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And so you have this parallel. And that was what was cool about Han Solo was like, you cared about him as much as the Jedi Knight. Yeah. So maybe they'll explore that in their offspring or something like that with Red 5. Like, I I don't know. But I think you're probably right. It's probably a cartoon. Yeah. Years
4: ago, I think it was on the Nintendo 64, there was a video game called Rogue Squadron. Mm Mm-hmm. And... It. I mean, it's been years since I've played it, and I want to think that it was really good, and I think part of it was because none of the major players were in it. Yeah. It, when you don't involve them directly, you can't mess it up, and it makes it like it's all brand new, but kind of a different perspective.
2: Right. So uh, I would probably prefer to see somebody other than Luke. you got to be really the- careful when you're using Luke, Leia, and Han. Right. You've got to be very careful. Yeah. So. It's religious. Yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, it is. It's like uh, you know, it's it's just as religious to me as the Bible. You know, some which of the is maybe a good Wars.
2: reason why they're bringing back Lawrence Kasdan.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Like cut through some <coughs> of the cut through some of that and make it more of a you know like realistic. Like I said, like good versus evil doesn't end. It always right.
2: perpetuates. Yeah. I don't know. I. I was re- dude I was reading some of the comments like on some of these Star Wars pages like you know you've got like these news articles and stuff like that and there's like people like have comments Those are hard to
3: read sometimes.
2: <laughs> they are. Yeah. There was one guy that was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm just I'm not even going to watch these movies when mm. they come out." And mm. I'm thinking I'm calling bullshit on that guy. You're right. gonna watch it, motherfucker. You're gonna watch it. <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: There's not one person that's like that loves Star Wars or is like watch these movies that is not gonna watch it. Yeah. You can say whatever you want to. I'm calling bullshit. You're gonna watch it, right? Don't get on a. Don't be a fucking troll and get on there and say you're not gonna watch it. Just wants attention anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and nobody's nobody's like coming out saying this is going to be better than the originals. Right. Nobody. No. Yeah. It's not that's not the point. We want to see a continued story
2: of it. That's good. Well, what's awesome about the originals is they caught everybody by surprise. Yeah. There was no Star Wars until Lucas came out with these movies. Yeah. So now it's, like, everything's, like, in our head. And, you know, the thing is, it's, like, I don't know if it, any th- – these movies will never live up to uh, any anybody's expectations. There's going to be some people that watch these and are, like, that's exactly what I wanted. That was awesome. Yeah. And there's going to be somebody that somebody that watches these movies and they're just, like, oh, that's not my Star Wars. Fuck these movies. Like, Jake, he personally – he loves the prequels. Yeah. We
5: hate
3: it.
2: We hate it. <laughs> yeah. For you sure. Know? But, I mean, there's people that love the prequels. Yeah. You know, but – Me, myself, I just – there's bits and pieces I can take from each movie, and if I can condense it, I think I could make a really good movie. Yeah. There were good moments. There were good moments. For sure. But overall, yeah, it was was garbage. All right. So – and finally, the rumor coming out of Jedi News last week was that girls – and Jay, this should make you happy a little bit. (laughs) All right? Don't gloat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. And finally, the rumor coming out of Jedi News last week was that Girls star Adam Driver may not play a Star Wars villain after all, which we thought he was going to play a villain, Mm -hmm. but it does talk about something Jay had actually hinted at when we talked Star Wars a few weeks ago, that Driver will play the son of Han Solo and Princess Leia. (laughs) So so apparently they give birth to a fucking mutant. (laughs)
4: I just keep thinking Toad from the first X-Men movie.
3: I do too. I do too ever since he said that.
2: All right. <laughs> Adam Driver will reportedly okay? I, I'm 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 throwing up the quotations. Oh here. shit. Reportedly be seduced by the dark side, but Han and Leia try to pull him back from going there. Yeah. Now this is only a rumor, Jay, so st- Fucking slow your fucking <laughs> roll over there, chief. And there is also the rumor that now that Max von Sydow is the villain, and if the title of the film is, in fact, The Ancient Fear, that makes sense because he's pretty fucking old. He's
3: ancient as shit. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's,
2: he's old. He's an old son of a bitch.
3: Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Oh, fuck. But, yeah. yeah, you might be right. I mean, you know, I mean, you might be right that uh, – Jedi News said that uh, there's a report that M. Driver might be the son of Han Solo and Princess Leia.
5: Yeah,
3: well, I mean, I,
2: you know, I'm not trying to glow, but I think that's that makes the most
3: sense for the story is having Han Solo's kid be the fucked up kid.
2: Yeah, maybe if like I don't know, Han's been huffing paint for the last 15 years. <laughs> but
3: but but if you think about it, if you think about it, like it's not going to be Luke's kids. Like Luke's going to make sure.
2: That his kids aren't fucked
3: up like that. That they're not going to go
2: to the Everybody thinks side. that about their kids. They do. Everybody thinks about their kids. Like, you talk to any parent about their kids, they're going to say, oh, my kid's so smart. My kid does this. Yeah, my kid's a... A roll oh, honor your, student. Your kid stacks blocks yeah. like every other fucking kid I've seen. <laughs> what the fuck makes C- your kid so Congratulations. special? You know, until your kid cures fucking cancer, right. I don't give a fuck. Stop posting about your damn kid <laughs> on Facebook. Nobody gives a shit. But it makes it, it
3: to me. It makes the most sense that it's
2: going to be high and latest kid that's going to be the problem. Right? You know what I mean? That's going to be. You know what? I bet you if Luke and uh, Han had Facebook, Han is the one not posting about his kid. Han is not Luke, posting. Luke is – fucking Luke is tweeting about his He's emotional. Kid. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's Facebook posting about his kid all the time. Yeah. He's like, oh, look what my kid today did today. My kid lifted an X-Wing out of the, the fucking, uh, you know, the water, the he swamp. He has so
3: many midichlorians. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he has
2: so many midichlorians. <laughs> oh, you know? He,
3: he's swimming in midichlorians. I hope he we is. never hear that word again.
2: <laughs> See, that's what makes me think that Luke's kid's gonna be the fucked up kid. really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because Luke, he would be on Facebook posting pictures of his kid all day.
3: <laughs> I, I just I just think, like I said, it makes more sense because Han is kind of the the guy that's not sticking by the ancient moral. Standard, and if they're calling this the ancient fear, I think it's going to play into that.
2: Yeah, but see, like you know, Han, even in the beginning of the movies, I think like a lot of the change came about because like he watched how Luke became one with the force.
3: I agree. I agree. And Han's perspective
2: was great yeah. on Luke Skywalker. You know, yes. he was very skeptical at first, yes. and like you know, like uh, you know, you know, why do you believe in some you know, you know, magic and all mumbo this jumbo? Mumbo jumbo, yeah. and uh, you know, and I mean but he ended up marrying a woman that actually yeah. is very who turns out to be very in touch with the force if right. you're going to follow the EU so yeah you know goddamn great it
3: it, that that's what's great about it is the Luke and Han the Luke and Han interaction like yeah. is the jedi the way to go or is it the smuggler which is the way to go
2: we don't know well the thing is like Luke needed Han just as much as exactly right Han needed Luke yeah you know. Yeah,
4: And the very end of the first movie, Thank episode you. four
3: proves that perfectly.
2: Absolutely, right. He
3: so comes, is that the story? He, is that it, did J. J. Abrams <laughs> pick up on that shit? Because I bet you he did. I he, bet he did.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he loves but how do you material. portray that in the film so that everybody gets that? Everybody looks back at that film that was made like close to forty years ago. Hans fucked up kid and Luke saving him. Maybe
3: Luke being the one that rescues Hans kid. That could be it. And, and Han dying. Yeah
2: possibly. I don't know. They could invest in some plastic surgery. Too. I don't know,
3: but I fucking love your theory. I love your theory? I, I love your theory that that Luke is in exile, that he purposely took himself out of the picture uh-huh. after everything he's been through and like I've got to get the fuck out of here. I'm powerful. I can't be a part of this. I can't be a part of these politics and all this other shit going on. And just like Obi-Wan, he took himself completely out of the picture. Yeah. Until it, Han's it, kid fucked up. Yeah. Or something, you know, I don't know.
2: Which Yeah, which mirrors <laughs> the, the original movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now,
3: with EU being uh,
4: obliterated as canon. Yeah. Um, is there going to be offspring of Luke Skywalker? Because if he was following the ways of the Jedi the way he's supposed to. He's not having kids. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. So it would have to be Han's kid that ends up being screwed.
3: I, up. I I think, like I said, I think Brian's totally correct. I think he went into fucking exile. He's not interacting with anybody. They have to go get him, right, to have him help them.
2: From what we've seen, from you know, even like the information that was released, you know, that they're back on Tatooine.
3: Yeah, why?
2: It would make sense. Yeah, why else are they? It on would Tatooine? make sense,
3: right? The only person that wants to go back to Tatooine is Luke.
2: Yeah. Nobody else wants to go back to Tatooine. And him. if anybody wanted to find him, well, they know where to find him. Yeah. I guess.
3: That's where he was yeah. born.
2: Yeah. Fucking love it. I even, love that theory.
4: Even <laughs> though there's no uh reason for anything to be at Tatooine, like you guys said last week about how uh it tends to be the epicenter for all these things that happen, Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, a yin-yang where... You know, there is no end. There is no beginning. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Right. So that could be part of the reason why they keep ending back up in the same place over and over again.
5: Yeah, right.
3: it's, it's it's much like I think Battlestar Galactica, which was a lot of people that worked on Star Wars did that series, the original, and I think the new series explored that idea that everything that's happening happens all the time. All these things that happen—the bad versus good—it will happen over and over again, oh, always. For it's true eternity. in life,
2: history repeats itself. Yeah, we
3: haven't seen any evidence that, that that's that that's otherwise, and I think maybe that's what this is going to explore. That Luke can hide from it, but he's going to be sucked back into it.
2: Right. All right. So, um, yeah, we're all. I think we're all looking forward to Star Wars Episode Seven. So we've yeah. got. <laughs> uh, i've got about a year and a half to wait for that one unfortunately so, yeah. yeah um let's see here well we already talked about it but we'll we'll talk about it because uh we do need to talk about it um the batman the batsuit um and the batmobile yes um let's see here so we're gonna go ahead and rate these things of course um let's see here so let's talk about the big reveal that happened last week first Zack Snyder he tweeted a picture of the back of the batmobile with a tarp over it saying could be time to pull off the tarp tomorrow question mark then the very next day he tweets a picture of Ben Affleck in the new bat suit as well as the batmobile behind him so i want to go ahead and rate the bat suit uh and rate the batmobile let's rate the batmobile first like we did when Yeah we- Recorded this before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's remember, fine. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, that oddly old. enough. Yeah. <laughs> so we already know how we rated everything, so let's just go ahead and rate it. Frank, you want to go ahead and rate?
4: <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Batmobile, um, I, I, I gotta go with a uh, Tupperware on the Batmobile. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think it pays homage to uh, the Nolan versions of the films with uh, the large wheels, uh, you know, almost Tumblr style, but it also does a nice blend with what has been shown in the comics and also uh, the, the earlier Batman films too with like the cockpit and the things like that, so uh, – Uh, Tupperware, definitely, for the Batmobile.
2: Didn't you say something like when you looked at it, you said earlier... Battle damage. It looked battle damage, is what you said. Yeah,
4: the the body of it, the shell, looks like it's definitely seen some action. It's not... Uh, like what you see in the high-resolution image uh, of the same stuff that's in the suit, it's definitely worn. The, the this is a so this H- looks like something, Batamobile.
2: yeah, like something he's been you know fighting around in, yep. and and fighting crime in with in Gotham for for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, I would yeah. agree with that. Yep. All right, Jay.
3: Um, I, I'm giving it a Tupperware. I, I loved the design of it. Um, I totally agree with Frank in that that you know. When I saw the wheels, I immediately thought of the tumbler. When I saw the cockpit, I thought of the tumbler when he's like, at least I'm not wearing hockey pads, and the thing closes in on him. Like, it, it reminded me a lot of that, like the core structure of what it was. But it also had that element of the real dynamic and dramatic. Like, I'm fucking Batman. This is my fucking car. Batmobile essence, where it's longer, and there's some kind of, like, um, it looked like it had a lot of stealth elements to it, almost in the way that the lines were were on it. Like, you know, it looked like the armor of a, of, a, of a Batmobile. It looked like it had some kind of armor on it, and very stealth like. And I like the fucking design. I like that it looks like it can take some shit, and at the same time, you know, it. Like I said, it's uh, we. I mentioned before that got deleted. This is an extension of Batman. This is as much as his Batarang. As anything, this is his weapon, his Batmobile. So right. I think it looked like that and, and it gave a lot of nods. You know, when, when Michael Keaton was announced and everyone was up in arms about Michael Keaton, inter, or, uh, it was Entertainment or Empire, one of the two magazines, uh, I, I believe it was Entertainment, put out the image of Michael Keaton standing next to the Batmobile. So this is the same kind of thing, like this has oh, been, wow, yeah. this is exactly what they did before with Michael Keaton, we are like, look at, look guys, this is fine, nothing to worry about. But the Batmobile, uh, I loved it, I love the look of it, we don't know the colors, we don't know what it's gonna, you know, the color scheme of it, but- I heard it's gonna be pink, bright pink. <laughs> it, it might be right which design? is perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Well, <laughs> you
2: know, it's it's uh, Batman is fighting against breast cancer.
3: Right, when you think of Batman,
2: <laughs> when you think of Batman, you're thinking like this guy <laughs> is not, is on the crusade to fight against he breast cancer. You
3: put all this money into this And I'm not machinery. trying to make any jokes about <laughs> breast cancer. <laughs> yeah, no. No, oh. but it yeah, I mean it definitely like has that worn like god the texture on it looked really good. And, right. and that's that's kind of the thing like the attention to detail on it kind of blew my mind, that Zack Snyder would be like, well, you know, this is the Batmobile. You could show that. You could show a real sleek, cool-looking Batmobile. But he actually paid attention to the detail. Right. And I I like that. I I like the cockpit. I like the look of it. I I like the sleekness of it, the longness of it, and the dramaticness of it. It's a fucking weapon. It's his weapon.
2: Right. All right. So I rated it, and I gave it a taste. it. And and the main reason – we talked about this before. The main reason I gave it a taste it is I – you know, I, I like the look of the actual Batmobile. I just, with the wheels the way they are, they're mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. They're gargantuan fucking wheels. I got to see this thing in action before I can actually give this Those a Tupperware. Those are like
3: mud and tires. Yeah. yeah.
2: You're going out in the mud. Exactly. Yeah. I, I got to see this thing in action uh, before I give this thing a Tupperware because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how this thing's going to operate, how it's going to move, how it's going to look when it's actually driving. Throughout the city, yeah, because like you you are taking elements of the tumbler and elements of like you know like the sleek you know Keaton Schumacher fucking Batmobiles and you're and you're blending them right and it just I don't know it it looks I can't I'm not saying it looks like shit (laughs) I like it I think it looks cool I think it looks cool it's just the the tires on that vehicle I just have to see how this thing's gonna maneuver and move around yeah like I told you guys earlier like. The wheels kind of reminded me of the big thick wheels that were on the bat cycle. Is this thing gonna be able to turn those wheels like the bat cycle and be able to maneuver that way where it's like shifting directions in the in a split of an instant? Right.
3: Right. Just automatically yeah. like
2: going sideways right. yeah. for no
3: reason. Yeah. Which we, which you would think he would do.
4: We had talked earlier too that it might have some elements about uh like the car from Fast Six where yeah. Each each axle can steer independently, where it could drive diagonally or literally side to side. Yeah, and right, uh, you know, in, in extreme
2: maneuverability. If that's the case, Tupperware. Yeah, right. but it's,
3: it's just as important as like, how are they going to portray Robin if they introduce Robin, or how is Alfred going to be? Like, that's an right. extension of Batman. The Batmobile is an extension of Batman. Right, it's, it's like a human almost. Like you care about that fucking car. Right. How are they going to portray that?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The Batmobile is a character in itself. Right. And I got that from the Keaton movie. I really did. Like Absolutely. When yeah. he said shields and uh-huh. the fucking shields the fucking came Fucking shields. On. Right. Yeah, dude. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he said shields, man, and it fucking shielded, I was just like, as a kid, I was just like, oh my God, that's so cool. Because like yeah. you're sitting there thinking, like he's going to leave this badass car. Somebody's going to fucking jack that shit. No, he's not. And then he, <laughs> no, says, he says shields and basically as soon as he says shields, it just tells every carjacker out there, fuck you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I had the toy and had the fucking cocoon on it. And I yeah. Was like, oh, I yeah. was always like shields. And I put the, the cocoon <laughs> on it. Yeah. And I punched my mom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it kind of reminded me of, like, uh, Knight Rider.
5: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean,
4: he, it never did much on its own because he had the remote control.
2: Yeah, and but it, 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 it's like Jarvis. The car never talked to you right. like Mr. Feeney. <laughs> right you know, hello it's <laughs> that was a good mr feeney jay yeah. hello yeah that's exactly how mr feeney sounds so thanks for that you're welcome yeah <laughs> that's why you're not a paid voice actor <laughs> but um yeah but yeah i mean yeah the car almost has its own personality right. and that's what you want in these films you want the car to have as much personality um in the film, as as the character, it's yeah. it's an extension of the character. Yeah. Where does he get these wonderful toys? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's why.
3: Like when he he unveiled like the the cloaked, he had the he had the yeah. blanket on it, and he's like, okay, here's here's a shot of the Batmobile. Right. You're just sitting there analyzing it. Yeah. It's just a
2: car, but you're sitting there like, that's this better be right. From the like that first picture with the tarp, like when you looked at from the back. Like you can kind of see like the fins in the back, Mm -hmm. and then the wheels, the big wheels. That's what reminded me of the tumbler, tumbler, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: And then the the fins are they uh, functional at all? Right. I kind of got to thinking that for anybody who's played uh, Mass Effect, they kind of resemble the nacelles or whatever on the Normandy. A little bit. I think there's four of them, Mm -hmm. and they kind of look similar
2: to that. You're talking a foreign language to me, too. I play Mass Effect. Gotcha.
4: (laughs) I mean, mean, like, you know, it would serve, you know, it makes sense if those are, like, booster rockets or something. Yeah. To what would propel it forward.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
2: If you would have said flux capacitor (laughs) or
0: some (laughs) 1.21
2: gigawatts. (laughs) Once this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. That would have made sense to me but when you're talking about mass effect i'm i'm checking out man
3: <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, <laughs> I didn't think it'd go there but yeah i mean i think i, I think everything that we've seen on the batmobile is going to play a function and like i said uh, you know maybe he's going to utilize it to fly maybe he's going to use it to submerge in water i don't know like i think it has all those options like batman's not a sucker. You know, he's he's like Tony Stark's Iron Man. He knows what the fuck's up. Right. So he has all these things in place. Like So the Batmobile is going to be prepared for any instance that he can think of. But he's going against an alien. So I think, like you mentioned, that it's going to come to a point where that gets torn apart. That right. that What we see in that picture, Superman's just going to fuck it.
2: Yeah, I think we're going to be looking at maybe one or two different Batmobiles. Throughout this film, possibly,
3: and maybe that leads to Batman figuring out like it's not going to be my technology that ki- that 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 beats this guy right. or that stands up against this guy. It's going to be something else. Yeah, yeah. Kryptonite.
2: Kryptonite. Yeah. So,
4: getting in Lois's pants or that
2: <laughs> yeah, that would work. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Yeah, or that yeah. <laughs> that would work. Um, and then uh let's see here. So uh, John, what did he give the? Batmobile? He gave it a taste. He gave it a taste yeah. it as well. Yeah. He
3: wasn't he wasn't totally into it. Yeah. But totally liked it. But Yeah. Um I I don't see what's wrong with it. I mean I think
2: it's pretty good as it is, but No, there's nothing wrong with it. I like the design is okay. It's yeah. just those big chunky wheels. Yeah, what's it gonna yeah. do? Yeah. Those big chunky wheels, I want to see how it maneuvers with these big chunky fucking right. wheels. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like taking a fucking Corvette and giving it big foot tires. Right. Yeah. It,
4: there's a contrast between how sleek the body is yeah. versus the clearance between the bottom of it yeah. and the ground. I just yeah.
2: want to see how it moves in action. That's yeah. why I'm giving it a taste. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just based on the, the look and then like trying to think, okay, now once he puts the, once he put fucking you know turns the key on this motherfucker, how is this thing gonna maneuver? Right. That's that's my big question. That's why I give it a taste. That it has nothing to do with the design per se. Right. Right. Um. So,
4: our luck, it's gonna fold the fucking wheels underneath it, and it's gonna sprout wings and fly. Right.
2: Right.
3: right. That's kind of what I think is gonna happen. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, almost the the tumbler tumbler was kind of. It looks great. I did love the look of the tumbler.
2: Didn't we think that this this new one we thought it was a two seater, not just a one seater, right? Right, because of yeah. the
3: split in the window. Yeah. Now if he yeah. was sitting in the middle he wouldn't be able to see shit. But it, it looks like there's a two person kind of yeah. situation. Which yeah. what does that what does that foreshadow? Does that foreshadow like a Robin or a Nightwing or exactly. something like that? True. Who knows? Something but something to think about. But uh yeah I mean, like the Tumblr didn't blow me away when I saw it in 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 the Nolan series. I liked it a lot, yeah, but they didn't utilize it like in Dark Knight Returns for you know for my liking, they didn't utilize it in the last movie as
2: much as they should have. hey, you ever think about this? This is kind of totally on topic, but off topic at the same time. Do you remember watching, like, Batman Begins when he's talking to Morgan Freeman and he's, like, looking at the Tumblr, the original Tumblr, which had, like, the Desert Storm camo? Yeah. And he's like, can we get that in black? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, let's look at another movie called RoboCop. Yeah. Or Michael Keaton. Get that in black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Michael Keaton's like, can we get that more in stealth? And he wants it in the black. Yeah. Right. Isn't that bizarre? That no, is yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> <I just> <laughs>
3: Did you watch that yet? No.
2: Okay. I have no desire to. Every fucking review I've heard is just like it is just like it, it, they said it's it's like watching Godzilla. Really? I'm, no,
5: I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
2: Okay. No, they said it's just like it's like you it's kind of like every review I've heard is like it's like watching like the new reboot of the Total Recall. They take everything fun out of the original movie. Right. And they just try to give you this like PG-13. Yeah. Boring. They take all the fun stuff that Verhoeven put into the original RoboCop, they've kind of stripped it of.
3: What is up with that? Like, why do we have to constantly not have
2: rated R movies anymore?
3: They, I think it's
4: because they don't come out with violent-as-fuck movies as bad as what they were back
2: then. Well, they realize yeah. that PG-13 is going to bring in more of an audience because you're going to be able to get kids in that movie right. theater and watch it, too. But
4: they still yeah. sold toys off the original RoboCop. That's true. I'm and they the had toys. that one motherfucker all dipped in acid going, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was Dailed brutal. the car. That was brutal. They exploded all over it.
2: Maybe it is just like we're too sensitive that they can't. The thing put is, out. though, you're looking at a time back in the back in the '80s where people were actually going to see movies when actually when the economy was doing better.
3: That's true. You're looking
2: at a yeah. you know you know 25 years later now the economy's in the shit and you've got to put out something. You got to put out a PG-13 and hope to get the broad audience. Because people aren't just going to come out to the theater and watch anything anymore. But it, yeah. that that's Especially since the price – It does suck. It taints it does. the story. I agree. I agree. You're not getting the deep message that you got. And I'm not saying RoboCop had a huge <laughs> deep message, but – It it, don't do drugs. Struck a fucking chord in the balls. (laughs) In a way, it did. Yeah. In a way, it it did. did. Verhoeven had. There's a lot of political messages in that movie. Oh yeah. And they didn't even have. I heard in this new movie they didn't have the ED 209 saying you have 10 seconds to comply. Come on. That's funny. Yeah. You know, even even though it ultimately (laughs) somebody's dying. (laughs) But but I mean that shit was like the stuff that made that movie fun. Just like in the the total fucking recall remake. They took mutants out altogether. Yeah. There were no mutants in the movie. The movie was not fun. It was all tech-based. And although, granted, the tech was really cool and there's some really cool scenes in the movie, it was stripped of all the fun that the Schwarzenegger movie had. Yeah.
3: It's something about, like, just sterilizing it. Like, we've got to make sure that this is safe for everybody. Everything, yeah. ever
2: since, I, I'm not I'm not knocking Nolan, but ever since Nolan came out, you've got all these fucking copycats that are wanting to do what Nolan did, but they're doing it totally fucking wrong. Yeah. They're saying, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take everything and make it a grounded, we're going to make it grounded and gritty. Yeah. Grounded and gritty is like the new thing. You know what? If you're not Nolan, don't fucking try it. Right. When the Goonies remake comes out, do we want it grounded and gritty? <laughs> wow, fuck no, we don't. Right. We want to be. We want to revisit our childhood again. Okay, that's that's the problem with like Power Rangers and anything like Transformers. Even. Yeah, like
3: we've got to we've got to do it grounded and gritty. I don't want it. Grounded I wouldn't. And gritty. I wouldn't
2: call Michael Bay grounded and gritty with some of the characters. In but
3: yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: I, I see what you're saying. As far as the character designs, they're grounded. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing about the cartoon that comes across on the screen from that movie. Yeah. You can see the elements of Optimus prime, but he he looks ultimately and looks nothing like Optimus prime from the cartoon. Right. Right. Which, Ridiculous. Well, yeah. Optimus prime from the cartoon. I don't really want to see that on the screen <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> right. yeah. in yeah. live action. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Everything's got to be grounded and gritty these well, days. Well, like TMNT
3: and stuff like that. Like we've got to make sure that this is, that people try to take this seriously. It's turtles, man. It's turtles. I it's don't teenage know. I don't turtle. know.
2: I mean, yeah, the look of the turtles is a little bit more grounded and gritty. Give them nostrils. <laughs> yeah, but
3: <laughs> they just look ugly.
2: Yeah, but but the movie itself, I mean, you can clearly see it's Nickelodeon.
3: I just feel like as a kid, when we watch radar movies, even though maybe like some of the uh, you know some of the stuff we took from it was negative. I still feel like the stuff that we did take from it because of the craziness of how, you know, like rated our films back when we were growing up. Why were we drawn to
2: those movies?
3: We were. Oh, my God, weren't we?
2: We were. Well, okay, okay. All right. When you see a movie like RoboCop and you watch, like, Lethal Weapon. Because it's more real. And you watch Die Hard. What did you know you were going to get? Okay, number one, you're going to get a badass in there kicking some ass. Yeah. Number two, you're gonna get a lot of cuss words and yep. stuff. Okay. Number three, what are you gonna get? Eh, you're probably gonna get some tits. Yeah.
5: <laughs> you I might mean, get you some are. Tits. You are.
2: Hey, hey, we're twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah, we want right. to see some tits. Exactly. So throw them in there. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get them. So yeah, it was. But it
3: was, that's more realistic.
2: Exactly. And yeah. what else are you gonna get? People being blown up. We're gonna see some limbs blown off and shit yeah. like that. That right. shit was fun, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It's predator. My- <laughs> predator. <laughs> predator was awesome, dude. Like. Oh my gosh, everything was bigger and badder back right. then sometimes. Yeah, right. It felt like.
3: But that's more real. Like you know, right. like you, you see the news and we, we are in what how many wars at this point? They don't show any of the wars. Right. They can't even do that because they're afraid the public's gonna be too sensitive to it. But the same thing goes with the movies. It's like, dude, sometimes you need to do that because the the rated R stuff seemed more real to me. Like Halloween and, and, and all the horror movies that were rated R at that time seem more real to me than these fantastical films they're trying to push off is like, well, this is what's fantastical. No, I mean, it's not because, like, you're holding back. You're holding back all the stuff that I know is going
2: on. Well, okay, back in the 80s when you had gore and you had stuff like that, it's not like the stuff you have now. If we do get a gore movie, Jay, it's what they call torture porn.
3: Torture porn, porn yeah. Saw. So
2: we're watching Saw. I hate this But that back, in, back in the day when you watched a horror movie, you were getting Jason that was stabbing people through walls and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And you saw the blood come out. But you knew it was just a fucking Jason movie. and yeah. It would scare you. All right. But it was fun to be scared back then. Right. You know, having a sleepover, having a few people over, watching a Jason movie, watching a Freddy movie, cutting up some jokes and shit like that. It was fun. Now, when you fucking rent a horror movie, it's disturbing. It is, yeah. I wouldn't let my kid. Those were good memories for me. Late at night, sitting there watching Jason, watching Freddy. Right. There's no way in hell, if I was a parent these days, I'd be like, hey guys, let's watch Saw 3. Yeah, it, no it, shit. It is like the real psycho took over the writing yeah. and like what
3: comes out. Right. Yeah. It, it is like that. It's fucking weird. It's yeah, so man. weird. They
4: used to put the humor in it and there's none of that anymore. Like no. Freddie, all, all the different things that he had. The Gritty one-liners. and grounded.
2: Gritty and grounded. Right. That's what everybody's asking for because everybody thinks they can be Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Right. Right. Everybody but, thinks they can be him.
4: And then uh, I think it was uh, Friday the 13th, part seven, where the. The girl ends up trying to hide in a uh, sleeping
3: bag, and he fucking throws her against a tree. <laughs> I'm dying laughing because <laughs> yeah.
4: he's just beating her against the tree until she stops moving, and you she's can't still swarming around. It's like, what the hell do you think you were gonna do? In there? <laughs> yeah. Put you fucking transport out? <laughs> he's
0: gonna kill
4: you.
3: Yeah, but in, in today's movies, she'd be fine, and she'd probably have a love interest later on. She'd be fine. She'd hide in that sleeping bag and everything'd be cool and then she'd walk off.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. The the sleeping bag itself would be a torture device. Or torture device. Right. And it yeah. would rip her skin off and right. it, you would be you would have to see that and you'd hear her scream. It's right.
3: more about gore than it is about the thrill. Right.
2: Torture porn, man. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. I you agree. Know? Yeah. It's fucking disappointing. And then there it, it's just like uh 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 fuck. Sam Raimi uh Oh, the Evil Dead? Evil Dead. The yeah. new Evil yeah. Dead. That's exactly what they did instead of going back to the original where it was just like brutal fucking killings. But you weren't like, oh, people being raped by trees and shit. All
4: the camp right? was gone. No Bruce – I mean no Bruce Candle, of course, because he's
2: old. But yeah.
4: there, there was no funny over-the-top anything That's in what that. I
2: loved about Drag Me to Hell with Sam Raimi. That right. was a fun horror movie. Right. I, people can say it was a piece of shit. But I loved Drag Me to Hell. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. Right. But you know that's the thing. It's like, dude, I remember, dude. I maybe it's just nostalgia, man. But I fucking remember being like kids, man. Used to sleep over at my house when we were fucking kids. Yeah, I just remember, like, you know, dude. I just I remember R-rated movies. Me and you watching R-rated movies. I watched just.
3: Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time in your house, yeah. And fucking nightmares the rest of my life,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and It was great, but I don't get that from anything, nothing. Else. And and no. it's like I remember watching Die Hard, yeah, for yeah the first time, motherfucker. Exactly, Lethal Weapon. I'm getting too old for this shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking crazy ass fucking rigs, you know.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like you know, yeah, it's and now.
4: Somebody would want to institutionalize him. Oh, right. this guy's not safe for the streets, and they'd be dead serious about it. But yeah. it was fun watching a crazy-ass loose What cannon. happened to
2: fun R-rated movies, man? it yeah. they,
3: They're, it's they're gone. totally gone because they're scared that people are going to be offended.
2: The, you right. know what? Thank God for the Expendables. And people can talk shit right. about the fucking Expendables. But you know what? It's supposed to be a fucking – it's supposed to be a secret handshake amongst the movie studio and the old school fan
3: keeping it alive. Right. Yeah, yeah. It,
2: it's a, it's a secret handshake. It's a secret club. It's kind of like when I watch that movie, the movie's looking back at me and it's winking at me. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like the, I re- like the movie's saying, "You remember? You remember the late eighties? Do You remember the nineties? I do. Right? Yeah.
4: Like in the second one where uh, Chuck Norris told a Chuck Norris
3: joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's a parody. It's a wink. It's a nod to the fans. It's not supposed to be a serious movie that you take serious. It's it's a club. And if you sit down and you watch that movie and you didn't get anything out of it, you're not in the club.
3: Yeah. All right.
2: I know, we're in the club. Yeah, you didn't watch those movies. You didn't, you didn't grow up on these 80s fucking 90s action films that we did. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's unfortunate that those mo- that Expendables is kinda like the only lifeline of those fucking movies. Right. Even Die Hards changed.
4: And movies from back then, they'd never in a million years hold water even without the violence and stuff because like, uh, The Last Dragon. Yeah. He, uh, Got the Glow. Yeah. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, nobody in a million years would watch that shit today. No. But it was so fucking good back then.
2: Oh yeah, he's yeah.
3: like, "Kiss my Converse." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's totally unfortunate that they're so scared to take those risks. Cause that's the shit I love. Yeah, that's what makes Expendables great. Like yep. it's not supposed to be a great movie, but
2: no. the reason it is great is because it's still holding on to that. It's talking right. to me. Yeah. It's talking to you. It's talking from everybody that fucking grew up with those movies. Yeah, that's who it's talking to. And you know, if you didn't grow up with that, you're not in. You're not in the club. Right, it's right. unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. But now
3: it's like Rambo can't fight Soviets because that's racist or right. some
2: shit. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Fuck it! Well, they, right. Why even come out with a Red Fucking Dawn movie? Yeah, why oh, are you even doing that? I know that right. they had to. They had to resort to North Korea. You can't do Russia anymore because right? it's not relevant in this time. Why remake it then? Right?
4: Why? <laughs> That's
2: so <laughs> stupid. I refuse
4: to watch that. I, I refuse to the watch it too. One too. And the the original was so good. absolutely. and there's not a chance. No nope. like footloose. No way I'd go back to look at that either. Yeah,
2: dirty dancing too. bullshit. I didn't like the first one, so nope. fuck the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody puts Brian in a corner.
3: <laughs> but but I kind of think that's what leads us back to Star Wars is yeah. we can't have this good versus evil bullshit all the time, right. It does not happen in real life. In real life, you're gonna be fucking let down if you believe that good's always gonna overcome
2: evil. It's it doesn't. Yeah. Sorry guys. Alright, let's rate this bat suit. Okay, let's rate the bat suit. So we've rated that. Alright, so um bat suit. Frank, go. All right.
4: Uh <laughs> Boom. okay, so the high res model, you can see some kind of a weave in the suit itself. Uh it'd be interesting to see if that has some kind of utility or if it's just a design factor. Um with the speed and power of Superman, is it something that Batman has developed to try to be able to increase his speed and strength in order to keep up? Uh, does it serve some other function? Uh, but it, it's textured, it's nice, uh, it's in contrast to some of the other clean, smooth suits we've seen. Uh, but uh, I, I, it, with it being a black and white, I'm not sure about the color scheme. Uh, we'd talked uh, at one point about uh the uh, fan-made uh, enhancement with the colors Yeah, with that being without that being official i, I really shouldn't base any kind of a a, a rating on it i'm going to give the suit a taste it uh because that enhancement showed blue or maroon i'm not sure what color i was seeing that day but right. it wasn't black and gray and that that's what i would want uh, so I'm gonna give it a taste it for now until I can see what it looks like in color, right? And then uh, then then I I might upgrade that. But for now, it's a taste it.
2: Yeah. Um, the suit itself. Do you think that this is a suit that he developed? You think this is a suit going to be like used throughout the entire movie? Or it, do you think this is going to be just like a suit? Like this is like pre Superman. Like this is a suit he's been using for quite some time
4: could go either way uh it could be something that he developed after first encountering him right. or it could be something that shows up at the outset it's hard to say
2: i'm hoping that this is well i'll, I'll jay i'll let you talk okay what, uh, so you give it a taste it frank yeah, okay. I,
4: and I really hope somebody gives that bastard some flowers because he's so fucking sad.
2: <laughs> the sad Batman me. Sad Batman. I, I, I want to talk about that a little bit. The sad Batman. Do you have a problem with
3: it? Well, no, I don't have a problem with it. But he's sad because he's like, why the fuck do I have to come out here and talk to your ass? That's what I feel like that it's like. It's like...
2: The, the thing is, like, the the way he's positioned, he's looking down. He's like, I think he's just, like, have you ever seen, like, a movie with, like, a boxer who's about to go out and fight?
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You've he's got, ready. He's getting ready. You got Rocky. He's looking down, you know, in front of the mirror, and he's getting ready to fight. He knows what he's about to face. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's all it is. And I think it, people just kind of had fun with it and doing the sad Batman memes. Right. but. I mean, I think that's all it is. It's just you've got this fucking, like, this is an older, grizzled Batman, and it's just like, fuck, here we go. He's just pumping himself up. That's it. I mean, even, like, you know, you're watching fucking 8 Mile with Eminem and shit. He's in the (laughs) bathroom every fucking (laughs) five (laughs) 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 seconds looking (laughs) downwards, fucking getting ready to, like, you know, go out there and fucking free flow and freestyle and, like, blow it up on the mic, you know? Yeah. So it's the same thing with Batman. Before Batman goes out there and has to kick some ass, he's just got to look down for a moment. Think about some shit. Okay, here we go. I'm going to go out there and kick some ass. Yeah. That's all I think it is. Just like this moment, you know, him thinking before he goes out there and, you know, beats some, you know, fucking criminal ass. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. But I think it's funny how people turn it into, you know, sad Batman. Yeah, he's sad. Sometimes social media can be funny. Sometimes people can take it too seriously and get (laughs) pissed off about it.
4: My favorite thing was a gif where he's pushing this swing and it's empty. (laughs)
2: But yeah, or the, I, I, the barbecue where nobody shows up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or, or they stuck him in that scene from Up where they find out Ellie can't have kids. <laughs>
3: oh, like, damn. It. <laughs> well, it, it it is. I mean, essentially, I I think it really is. I think I think it is like totally fitting of what he should be like. I'm getting out of my car and I have to fucking deal with this shit now. Right. I just I've just done all this shit. I've come out of retirement. He's come out of retirement at this point. Like, he's been retired. He's done.
2: Yeah. So,
3: whatever the suit is, it's an old suit. It's an old suit. It's been used. I mean, we, you know, like you said, with the, with the Batmobile, it's battle worn. Well, the same thing can be seen in a suit in the Hydros picks. His, his big emblem has scratches and scrapes all over it. It looks like he has to- tears and all kinds of stuff in his, in his yeah. suit. So, I mean, I'm thinking, first of all, this suit is a is kind of a Kevlar type situation. He's not armored up in this place because he's never had to deal with somebody like Superman. So with what he's had to deal with, he needs he needs something that makes him quick, like in the Nolan movies. He needs something a little more sleek and slender, and I
2: think that's what this is. This is a Kevlar suit. And John pointed out, like the cape and the cowl are connected. The that's... cape
3: and the cow are connected, just yeah. like the Batman Begins cape and cowl. Yeah, which I think is great. Um, I think that. Totally plays into what I want to see from the Batman. Um, but at the same time, what is the color scheme? Well, you know, from the high res picks again, we see, we see lines in the armor. We see lines in the suit, which are exactly like the new 52 suit. Exactly. They are exactly like the new 52 suit. The big emblem. Um, the only thing that harkens to what I really love is the Frank Miller suit is the, is the short. Is the short
2: ears. Short ears.
3: The short yeah. ears. Now, the big emblem was also a huge part of that. Like, that was as much a Batman. Like, I'm I'm fucking Batman. This is my fucking symbol. Right. You know, you no know, one tried to play that down. It's always been played down. Let's make it small. Let's make it small. No, yeah. Batman would be like, this is my fucking symbol.
2: Well, I'm like, a knight. Like I pointed out before, like, it's the exact same Batman symbol when they revealed the... Yes. Man of Steel 2. When they showed the San Diego Comic Con logo, it's the exact same symbol. It's just that it looks bigger now because it doesn't have the Superman logo inside of it. Right now that it's
3: on his chest, right. it does
2: not look as big. Right. But it is. It so, is. What are you rating it?
3: I, I'm Tupper wearing it. Um, Tupperware in the suit. I I hope it's black and gray.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know that that could be the Frank Miller Batman or that could be the new yeah. Fifty Two Batman. It's the same thing, um, but from. You know, when I saw it without the high res and I didn't see the detail in yeah. the suit, like Frank was pointing out, you know, it looked like it had some kind of texture to it, but I also saw the armor lines, like where it kind of separated from parts of it, like it was separate parts, like plates. Um, that was new 52. Yeah. And so I think that's what they're going to lean towards. And I, I'm totally cool with that. Either way, um, my dream would be the blue, would be the blue and gray, you know, the Jim Lee style. Mm-hmm blue and gray like the dark blue cowl cape that would be fucking great too i i you know either way i'm cool with it
2: i i'm going to give the the just the picture itself i'm uh you know and we're just basing everything off a of picture i mean you know i have no idea how this movie's going to turn out i can't tell you if ben affleck's going to be an awesome batman or not but i'm just going to base what it, just the just the suit from the costume from the fucking picture i'm giving it a tupperware mm mm-hmm. I personally want it to be the uh black and gray. Yeah. That's what I want. Uh I'd be it would be cool if it was blue and gray, but I mean, I I want I want black and gray. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And uh I, I think the suit looks awesome. I think he looks great in the suit. Fucking he is the biggest Batman I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I said earlier when we recorded, it looks like a fucking WWF wrestler inside of a fucking Batman suit.
3: Terrifying. Right.
2: I mean, this is the guy like if you're a criminal and this guy is in the alley and he and he, any he, comes up to you you're gonna piss your pants
3: yeah you're gonna run away because he's huge <laughs> right. his
2: arms look veiny yeah i mean he looks very vascular like he is he is just gonna kick your ass like if once this guy gets a hold of you you're, you're done for and then i'm hoping like they mix in not only like the intimidation factor but also some cool tack yeah you know give us some cool tack before you introduce cyborg i mean you're gonna take a little bit of that coolness factor away when you introduce cyborg into right. the justice league give it to us on this film The suit itself, it looks fantastic. Like he's got, like you said, like the gauntlet type gloves. Yeah. That's very cool. Love that. Um, You know, I just want to see how he moves in the suit, how it looks like when it's in action. But just based off the pictures I've seen, it's a fucking Tupperware. There are so many different iterations of Batman. Like some people are like, I want to see this style of Batman. I want to see that style of Batman. I want to see this Batman. Blah, blah, blah. 75 years of Batman, there's been a shit ton of suits. Yeah. If you're not happy with this suit, I want you to Google the zebra Batman suit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay? So there's been a bunch of different suits. I mean, it's not like some people are wanting the Arkham Asylum suit, which is awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, they're doing something a little bit different here. And I think what they're doing here is they want to have the, the movie look iconic. You're taking a story that's kind of like being pulled from The Dark Knight Returns. So... You kind of want to have your Dark Knight Returns Batman involved in this movie for some of those iconic scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when you're doing a poster, you want an iconic looking Batman, you know, from that Dark Knight Returns. You want it to look awesome. But I think once they, once, I mean, once we see these two on the screen together, it's just going to be phenomenal. Yeah. I just want right. to see them on the screen. I can't wait to see the suits in action. Now, all we really have to worry about is, like, what's that Wonder Woman suit going to look like? Right, right. Because I, I've got faith. I liked I like the Zack Snyder Superman suit. I'm sure they'll tweak it a little bit for the next film. I like the new Batman suit. Give me a Tupperware right now. I'm worried about Wonder Woman. How is she gonna look? That's a tough suit to pull off. Very tough. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you make it how do you make it feminine? Empowered, beautiful, right. but also not to the point where you wouldn't let your 10-year-old daughter watch this film. Right.
3: Right. I, I, I mean, is she... Is she? We may not even see her in full costume in this, in that's this true. movie. We that's true. We may not. But,
2: but Zack Snyder said that he's seen all three costumes together. Right, that's
3: true. Is he... It, what I believe is that she's going to go full warrior, like Thor. You know, that kind of situation where she's wearing full armor. I don't right. see her wearing like the star panties or anything like that but there's
2: got to be wonder woman in there somewhere you've got to be able to look at the costume just like you look at the superman costume you've got the emblem you've got the blue you've got the red right you
3: need kind of the eagle emblem that's wonder woman wears and something with the stars you've got to have the
2: stars and then like kind of like her like little tiara that she's got the tiara right yeah you need something
3: at the risk of uh garnering
4: hate from all the female listeners uh not trying to make this about gal gadot's body but i don't think she has the frame to hold up like the classic wonder woman outfit i don't think she has the curves Right, you know, I I think she's just a little too small for it. I, she, I have a hard time believing that she would be intimidating.
3: Yeah, she doesn't really have an athletic kind of build. I mean, she's she's fucking fantastic looking, but she doesn't have like that.
4: Yeah, it's like more
2: Amazonian physique. versus. I agree, she doesn't have the yeah. Amazonian. Yeah.
4: Right. I, I I'd, I'd have a real hard time believing but, I mean, her going toe to toe. Are they
2: are they taking this from like you know pre fifty two. Or are they going to go the new 52 route where, you know, it's, you know, you know, Greek.
3: Yeah. Greek right, mythology. Right. She doesn't necessarily have to be built to be a goddess. Right. Necessarily. Well, right. Yeah. She can still be badass at the same time. Yeah. But and
2: they really have to
4: re- overhaul that outfit in order for it to look appropriate yet classy.
3: It's
2: so hard. It's a, it's a tough balance, tough. It's so hard because
3: from the very beginning, it wasn't really a great outfit. Yeah. Like, it's iconic and I love it from the comic it works books. in a comic but when i see it in live action like she can't be wearing stars pants. that's why i think no. they're gonna
2: go with more of a new 52 look where yeah. she's got like the metals you know tip she's got like the metal boots that like they, they go all the way up to her knees they're yeah. armored and yeah. then she's got like a gauntlet on one side but she's still got like the cuffs on the other and then yeah. like you know she's got a sword maybe even a shield shit like that mm-hmm. that's why i'm thinking they're gonna go with this but i could be completely way off base it's
3: kind of it's kind of the way they have to go because you can't just introduce her with batman and superman without her being dominant over those two you can't you i don't think you can do it i think she has to dominate those two you know in this movie or whatever whatever's going to happen in the next one i don't think you can just bring her in and be like well she's a greek goddess without her being dominant over batman and superman
2: no i definitely think that there's going to be a point in this movie where yeah she's going to butt heads with superman yeah, she's might, like i can take you down i want to see yeah. a fight between her and superman and yeah. i want to see superman conflicted like oh i can't hit a woman right and she's just <laughs> she like beats
3: the shit out of him <laughs> she,
2: she doesn't see things like the way he sees things. right
3: that's what has to happen though like she cannot be subservient, right? Exactly. At all to Batman. Exactly, Superman. she has to dominate. Exactly,
2: I want to see it just like in the comics, where she's kicking the shit out of right. Green Lantern or right. kicking the shit out of Anytime, anybody, guys, anybody on yeah. the Justice League. Yeah. So. Alright guys, I've had a lot of fun. We gotta wrap this up. Uh, it's unfortunately he did not get to hear the original thoughts on Batman. <laughs> yeah. On the bat suits. That was, that was a good time. But yeah. At we'll some be,
4: point yeah. there was Jodie Foster. No. You can't, Don't even tell you him. Can't
2: even, you can't even recreate the moment, Frank. You can't. The moment came and it passed. Yeah. <laughs> You can't do it. But there was Jody Foster. Oh wow! Wow, <laughs> we did explore it. We did explore it.
4: <laughs> Somebody did some exploring. Yeah,
2: there was a pinball table and a tilt. All right. Hey, we're gonna end this one. We're gonna end it. All right. All right. So um, yeah, I've had a good time, Frank. Thank you for being here. Thank I you, know Frank. we kind of kept you late because of the problems with the recording. but oh, uh, that's all right. Thanks for you having being me. here. Appreciate it. And uh you're welcome back anytime. So. Great. Thanks. And just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya.
3: Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t shirt saying I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that.
2: And as always, check out our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com. We've got great articles there, comic reviews, movie reviews, television reviews. It's awesome. Check it out. And if you're interested in writing for the site, uh, we definitely need more writers. So send an email to domesticateddave at gmail.com. And if David Griffin likes what he reads, he'll get in contact with you, and you can be part of the team. Remember, this is a non-paying gig, but it's a really cool way to have your voice heard, and we'd love to read your submissions. So get in contact with David, and thank you.
0: And check us out on Tumblr, too, motherfuckers. (laughs) And don't forget, we're on Instagram, too. (laughs) Yeah, that just happened. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at... picking up the scraps, by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware parties, subculture spill over like a vulture. carry over bushovers, pop culture. Leftovers, and Culture the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said? Leftovers, yeah. sure that the only talent is the band that sings your leftovers podcasts that originally good have already been done before so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft the crap even though we're the shit Woo! we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the poor cool kids it, it, it's a trap Toxic good and, toss it, good and taste it. do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it, left and breaks the tougher wear, party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture push over. Pop culture leftover, and with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftover. It's it, Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. I'm with the uncool kids. What to say's already been said. Leftovers. Sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.